I'm immortal. Just give me my painkillers so I can go. Welcome to the dragon heist. Man, and you will need painkillers. You're walking on. Saw that coming. Yeah. Saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> you will need painkillers for what I have in store. Uh, the dragon heist. And one was just having a dent. You bastard! <laughs> Monotone voices. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, we are here in the finally after. 12, 13, 14 episodes, we arrive at the titular Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Last week, you made your way through the sewers, through the Shard Stunner's domain, forged a temporary alliance with the Lords of Waterdeep, and gained entrance to the Vault of Dragons. Untold riches awaiting within. And so, without further ado, let us begin. I will post the Owlbear link in Discord in case uh, it got buried. Oh, thank you. There we go. That's a good idea. And so... All glory and riches for Scootland. Acquiring great <laughs> riches oh, for right. Scootland. Oh, Here we are. <laughs> Gained entry to the Vault of Dragons. I am not Namia today. No, you are not. Mm, yeah, that's right. I am not Stumbles. The great stone, the great adamantine double doors have slid back into the walls as you have brought the three correct keys in front of them. You step through the doors. And as you step through into the entrance foyer, the adamantine doors remain open, not closing behind you. A vast uh, and Yes, Remy? I was wondering, before we actually entered, is it possible to have a long rest? It may be, however... Please keep in mind that the Vault of the Dra Vault of Dragons is now open, and so anyone who may have been waiting for you to find it to gain entrance for themselves will probably now be on their way. Okay. Well, then a long rest would probably not be relevant. You can, you can, if you really want one, you can have one. Just. Yeah, keep yeah, in mind we that... We most likely be bringing in everyone else that's been waiting for us to get in here will be coming after us. Yeah, basically, one, mm. as, soon as, as soon as word gets out that you've found the vault, you can assume that maybe not Xanathar because he's had, you know, he's had some problems with his staff lately, but the Zentarum <clears throat> at the very least might, you know, take that as their chance to gain entry to the vault. And okay. so if you're willing to fight anyone who may be on the way, then you may take a long rest, otherwise you might have to soldier on into the vault. Because you, at the moment, you don't have at the moment, you don't have anyone racing you for the prize, so you know, this might be a chance to explore the dungeon 
while you aren't under any pressure. I'm gonna be looking for traps. Oh, of course you will. <laughs> yeah. I, I step where you step. I touched nothing. Bobbit learned last time. <laughs> she just wanted the pretty headband, okay? Uh, so, yep. Yes, I just one. wanted to long rest. Oh, yep. Uh, I just wanted to long rest to try and get at least a charge of legend lore back. Ah. But, uh. Well. I mean. We well, can you know, still get out of this without fighting. Yeah, you you know that you know that the traps within the vault are, for the most part, related to logic. They're not traps that will outwardly hurt you, but rather traps that will trick you into doing something you didn't want to do. Yeah, it's not the traps that I was worried about. It was I was going to ask questions about the actual dragon. Ah, uh, but you know. If we can, it, we can still get through this without fighting, yes. even without me asking those you questions. Can. So you can. it would probably be best not to attempt. Well, you in particular, so, Bulb, you know that it's a gold dragon, and you know that gold dragons, metallic dragons in general, are considered good. They're not typically I... evil creatures, and so. If anything, this dragon's first impulse would not be to attack you. He would probably question you and try to talk, talk you, talk through the situation first. And so you step into the entrance foyer. Three age-worn stone columns support crumbling stone bridges hanging sixty feet overhead, with the vault ceiling rising another 20 feet beyond that. Set into the alcoves around the foyer, 12 sets of large iron double doors. Each door is 10 feet wide, 10 feet high, and embossed with images of dwarven warriors in plate armour. Hmm. Yeah. I have a question. Yes, Ava? Did my health get returned back to full? Yes, from the short rest, yes. Yeah, alright. I mean, from the curse. Yeah, from the curse. It was The curse okay. was yeah. lifted by Bol. Well, so I was just making sure the yours, curse yours is still in place. Because I couldn't make sense of my own notes. <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> You're, you, you, got it, you got it lifted. So Lucian's is unfortunately still in place. But in this vast foyer, you seem to have two main options. You could attempt to open one of these great sets of iron doors, or perhaps you might like to head straight up onto the crumbling bridges above, which appear to be part of the second floor of the vault. You're funny. Mm. <laughs> mm, is it the second floor? Do you want to give that a shot? Yeah, the second floor is about 60 feet above the foyer. There's three crumbling stone bridges moving from one side to the other. So basically, likewise, lengthwise across the uh, foyer. These three crumbling stone pillars in the foyer appear to be what are supporting the three bridges. So that's about 60 feet above you. 
you could probably mm. bypass most of the first floor if you got up that way. Otherwise, these 12 sets of iron doors look like they may be your best bet for progressing mm. further into the How dungeon. heavy is Sir Lucian? Sir Lucian is medium. He weighs about 80 kilograms. So I could... Um, That's right, we figured possible? out I could only just carry him if I dropped everything. Yeah. Uh. Is it possible to use those to sort of cantilever those... Like you said, there's three pillars that bridge... That, that form, was it, you said, it's like a platform from yeah. jump one, jump two, jump three. Is it possible for me to charge at the central pillar to sort of arc it so it creates sort of a ramp that we all scurry up? I would advise against that. Yeah. It's possible. Is it low bearing? The pillars, yeah, it's bearing the load of the bridge directly above it. There are two and other And that's going to alert anyone that's yeah. in here as well. That said, the pillars do look crumbled enough that if you were to strike them with significant force, probably could topple them. This place looks like Guys, it's... how about this? How about we... A death yep. trap? I... Why? It looks like a death trap, doesn't it? Yeah. It, I will say that this <coughs> place looks like it's, you know, at least Falling several apart. centuries old and hasn't... Hmm had much in the way of maintenance. You do recognise that most of it appears to be of dwarven construction, so you understand that it is generally well-built, but even dwarven construction is is capable of falling apart in disrepair. Hmm. Okay, why don't we just, <clears throat> instead of people like walking across it, how about we pre-crumble it and then use it as a ladder to crawl up to the next platform using the material? You could try. Um, you could try. It's possible that toppling one pillar would destroy all three bridges. You're not entirely sure. You don't actually know anything about the architecture, but you do consider yeah. that that might be a possibility. Can I investigate... The door, yeah. please. Yes, please. I feel investigation is probably a good idea. We yeah, don't really um, want to try and we don't want to try and accidently bring this place down around us if we don't. Yeah. Have to do it. <laughs> make, and that's the adventure is ending. Make uh, an investigation check, please. Oh, uh, that was my investigation. Plus three, and eh, that was only a nine. Nine. Love it. <laughs> yeah, you look around, yeah. Ava, and the doors all appear to be pretty much identical to you. Though you do confirm that the foyer in general uh, doesn't appear to have any traps. Okay, well, Bobbit rolled a 15 on investigation. <laughs> 15? Very well, Bobbit. You follow Ava around just looking at each of the sets of double doors. And you realise that 11 of them depict dwarven warriors in the midst of battling foes. The dwarven warrior and his opponent both appear to be on equal footing. None of them is seeking to gain the upper hand. However, one door, this one here, the fourth set of doors on the westernmost side of the chamber shows a dwarven warrior 
whose enemy is stumbling before him. The dwarven warrior appears to be readying his axe as if he's about to strike down his foe. So every other door looks like there's fighting except for that one which looks like that they've already won the fight. Yes. So logically you say that one's the safe way through. Logically. But... Yeah. I was going to say, on the other hand, it could also be that one's the one with the trap behind it as well. Hmm. Can you try and dissuade the trap to set off earlier? If you yeah, that's been there. If you knew there was indeed a trap and knew how it functioned, then yes, but you don't For know there. what plates you on behind any of these doors. Can yeah. I fly out and have a look at the bridge. Yeah, I was, I was going to say something similar as well. Cause sure. I can, so... can I take Technically, a bit? <laughs> I can I can fly herself. Technically, everyone in this group can fly except the solution. He's the yeah. only one that can't. No, I can throw you and catapult you through the room. That's technically flying. Yeah, but we need to be able to get mm. you up there. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, you can throw me a Hmm. So, oh, Ava, you a rope. <laughs> well, you could, yes, but yeah. it is 60 feet, so... Let's say, you grab his arms, I'll grab his legs. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm I can't carry this asshole. So, Ava and Bobbit, you both fly up 60 feet above the foyer. And... You find yourself... Uh... You find yourself in a 20-foot-high hall above the foyer. There are three pillars running the length of the hall. What you thought were bridges from below are actually just the heads of the pillars, and they're carved to resemble warhammers, with their square heads serving as bridges from the west to the east across across the hallway. There are two platforms... uh, there are two platforms, one on one on the west and another one on the east at the end of each of the Warhammer-shaped bridges that appears to end in a small stone door. Damn doors. Hmm, where is it? Fine. Would you like to land in, on any of this area or would you like to come back down to the foyer? Mm. I would be mm. too cautious. <laughs> Test them to see what would happen, or are we just leave them alone? Okay, um, I'm really sorry, but because I was on my phone, I missed half of this. What are we looking at? Sorry, I'm on my computer now. So, <laughs> so there are 12 sets of doors in the foyer. Um, yep. They all appeared to be identical, all of them depicting a dwarven warrior fighting a foe. However, Bobbit discerned that one of them, the fourth on the western side of the room, depicts a warrior who is about to defeat his opponent, while the others simply depict fighting still going on. Despite this, Bobbit and Ava decided to fly directly up above the foyer and revealed that there's a, a second hall above the foyer with three bridges leading across 
the top of the foyer and three stone doors, one at the end of each of them. Okay. Cool, and thank you. Can, Do you can. have any input, Bulb? Oh, I was gonna say, um, what would happen if Bulb goes up and hits one of the enemies the dwarves is fighting on the door? Okay. Like, uh, make so an attack roll. Just one of the... one of the enemies that still appears to be in a fight? Yeah, so one of the ones where it seems to be like a stalemate. Yep. Uh, if I hit one of the enemies of the dwarves. Alright, um... I'm gonna take Bobbert and hide. Yep. <laughs> so, where are we? I was just gonna stay in the air. We're yeah. Yeah. Bobbert and Ava just gonna hover above. So, Bob, you <laughs> walk up to one of the doors at random and you strike the enemy against the door. Make an attack roll, please. Bobbert just going. Bobbert believes in you. Oh, my, all my fucking strengths are going down. Um, staff would be plus two. That's an 11. An 11. You strike forward with your staff, tapping the dwarven warrior's foe. At this point, the door glows a bright blue, and a wave of energy is expelled out with knocking you to the ground. You take one point of force damage, and then, with a great rumble... The door begins to slide open, revealing uh, on the other side a brick wall. Okay. Okay, well, I don't consider that a failed experiment. I consider that a uh, half decent experiment. Um, in how would I have seen how far back the force went that hit me? Yeah, it came out about came out about five feet in front of the door. Okay. In that case, I have darts. Could I throw a dart at maybe this door up here? Yeah, sure. Standing um, fifteen feet back. Yep, and I assume everyone else will be standing, keeping away from that door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bulb. Make a attack roll, please. Uh, 22. 22. Standing 15 feet or so away from the door, you kneel down and you hurl a dart at the enemy. Once again, the door glows a bright blue and a wave of force expels itself from the stone door, almost reaching you, but not quite. And then... The door swings open with a rumble and reveals a brick wall. Okay. It seems like the only Should we will... try the door with the, the foe that's cowering? Yeah, I think that's probably the best one because the others all seem to be having nothing but uh, brick walls at the moment. Yeah. Very well. So who would can... like to attack the door with the warrior who is beating his opponent. Um, was my dart destroyed? Uh, yes, your dart was destroyed okay. by the energy. Okay, dart was destroyed. Okay. Fizzled away. Um, it's an arrow, so... That's true. Can I... Should I? Should it's up I? to you, Ava. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. 
If you don't want to, I'll just produce flame and throw a flame at it. Do it. It's... Um, no, I would rather you save your... Oh, that's a cantrip. Yeah. Yeah, cantrip doesn't <laughs> use anything, though. I can still... Yeah. Oh, you God, have what? a limit you can use per rest? No, no, no. no cantrips are just infinite. Cantrips are free. Oh. Yeah, they're basically level zero spells. Yeah. I thought that there was still a limited cantrips you could do per day. No, it's not. You can only know a certain amount, but you can cast okay. them whenever you want. Well, thank you. I learned a thing. Yeah, I just yeah. I don't think you've played any classes with cantrips, so. Well, a uh, not Ava. Um. Reva had some. Reva had cantrips. Oh, yeah. she did. Yeah. Mind you, her cantrips sucked, so I never. Yeah, used so you them. never used them. But yeah, yeah now you know. They're not really the best in the universe, hence why they're level zero. Uh-huh. Yeah. Apparently if no one else wants to, but we can always just take a shot at it. Okay, so That's who would sure. like to do it? Uh, uh. <laughs> I'll do it. Alright. Okay. Ava, I was happy to do it, but yeah. make an attack roll at the door. Uh, that is... Uh, math. 7 plus 8. That's definitely a hit. Flapping your wings, still hovering a bit in the air, raise your bow, and as you pull the string, an arrow magically materialises, knocked on the bow. And then you let loose the string, and with a pew, the arrow flies forward. It strikes the door. This door glows a soothing white colour. You see no energy expelled from it. And then, with a rumble of moving stone... The door opens, revealing a room on the other side. And I will just reveal all of the other doors, of course, had nothing but brick walls. They were phonies! They were all phonies! Also, I do have Sned still. You still have Sned, yes. Yeah, because... Just part of the party token. Yeah, I'm just saying that because... Yeah, just remembering that um, I pulled him out just before we ended yep. the session. Do you move Checking up? Traps. Check for traps. Very well. You may make yeah. investigation checks as you move into the next room. Bob it. Trust nothing. Oh, shit. That's a one. Yeah, Bob it's... Uh, yeah. Bob don't see shit. Well, Bob would like to do a perception check. All right, okay. Bob, go ahead. Wasn't a one, but it was a uh, eight. <laughs> so I think your investigation. <laughs> so the room on the other side of the door appears to be mostly empty, from what you could see, without stepping into it. <laughs> I wanted to do a close examination. <laughs> All right, make an investigation check, please. If you also fail, um, Ava, we can just send Sned in. Yeah. Fourteen. Fourteen? So from where you are, you can see that the room has a staircase leading up to the upper level. Aside from that, the walls and floor appear to be bare. Do not see any obvious signs of traps or anything (coughs) like that. (laughs) Oh, dear. I don't trust that the DC is ridiculously high. You would have said okay. Sned in? Yeah. Yeah. So Sned looks at you and he goes, Yep, yep, 
and he runs through the door into the other room, and then he just stands there at the foot of the staircase, looking at you all. Please go five feet up the stairs, Ned. Yep, yep. He steps up the first <laughs> few stairs on the staircase. Thank you. And then he just turns around and he looks at you with a smile on his face. Thank you, Sned. You have been most helpful. Before yep. Bulb heads forward, can I do a perception check on the enemies that the dwarves were fighting? Oh, yes, go ahead. Actually, make a, make a nature check, please. A nature? Can I give him advantage, please? Yes. Oh, okay, advantage cool. as Ava's helping you. Uh, nature, 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 nature. I think that's actually my highest at the moment. No, it's not, but that's still a 16. So, it could be a depiction of any kind of vague humanoid or goblinoid, but based on what you think are large tusks, these appear to be very crude depictions of orcs. They do not like the orcs, they don't. Interesting thing to have here, I guess. Hello. Maybe it was just meant to be a puzzle. Yeah, maybe. I'm um I'm gonna I don't wanna touch the floor. Yeah, alright, so you just gonna <laughs> flap your wings and hover above the ground. Yeah, and then I can go first if people want. Bob is still not used to flying, so he forgets that he can fly everywhere and still walks along. <laughs> so Bobbit and Ava fly in first, moving through the doorway into the adjoining room, and nothing appears to happen. And then following behind them come Veska, Bob, and Sir Lucian, all on foot. And oh yeah, Veska. As they enter the room, everything appears to be fine. You have me going! <laughs> yeah, you're doing this deliberately, we know it. At the southern end of this small... I know, I love it. <laughs> yeah. At the southern end of this small chamber, expertly carved stairs climb approximately 70 feet to the floor above. The northern wall seems to be mainly taken up by a 20-foot square fresco depicting dwarves locked in battle with orcs. Okay. So that fresco would be here, on the northernmost wall. Should we examine it? Who'd like to examine it? Um, Bob would like to do a perception. Remembering that he can fly, would like to fly up and do a perception check on it. I can do another investigation. I can't do any worse than the last one. Sure. All right. So, Bolt. <laughs> uh, oh, Nat 2. Nat 2. So, um, I can do worse. <laughs> I mean, I can't have done worse, but hey, we're going to so, work our way up the chain. <laughs> so, Bob, you draw closer to the fresco to take a look at it. And... As you draw close to it, I'd like you to make a wisdom save. Oh no. Oh no. That's gonna make me do my worst. Fine. I'm gonna do a. Ah, shit, that's an eight. That's an eight. You draw closer to the fresco, your mouth opening in awe as you take in the fantastic artwork of dwarves fighting orcs. 
It seems almost as if you're looking through a window into a living battlefield. You find yourself so transfixed that you are now charmed, and you can't willingly move out of sight of the fresco, and will defend it to the death if it comes under attack. The rest of you notice Bobbit just drawing closer to the fresco and seeming to become totally entranced with it. Her gaze fixed upon the battle scene depicted on the fresco, and as soon as she locks eyes with it, she seems to not want to move away. Okay. Whittle, uh, uh, how do we fix that? <laughs> yeah, first, we have to determine that. First, we actually have to determine that she doesn't want to leave it. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna end up getting hit. Aren't I? You, you. <laughs> She's my to- child. To clarify the words that you said, he she will defend it if the fresco is attacked. Yes. So if we were to just nudge her around the corner, she would obviously try and walk around us to keep inside of it, but... Yeah. You, you think. We think. Like, if we figure out that she's charmed, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you uh, can okay. tell... I guess we have to wait until we... As you draw closer to her, you can feel the magic emanating from the fresco and based on the fact that she appears to not even blink staring at it you could pretty much tell that she appears to be entranced by this fresco for some reason because she's not blinking it made me think of a gecko (laughs) 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 which looks at eyes (laughs) Uh, I can't take anyone with me in a misty step can I? no 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 well, nice knowing you guys. Have fun. Just stay here and look at the pretty pictures. We won't leave you there. I mean, you could physically try to move Bobbit away if you wanted to. Well, we'll have to see if she moves away on her own first. Yeah. Might just um, would you guys be willing... Uh, I could cast Detect Magic as a ritual just to find out exactly what we're dealing with. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, you seem to be undisturbed for the moment. Yeah. Um, oh, and Sir Lucian can't fucking reach her because she's flying. Yeah, and not to mention uh, if he gets close enough, he may also be enchanted by the fresco. Yeah. Oh, and I don't have thorn whips, so I couldn't fucking... Can Sir Lucian throw a rock? Sir Lucian can throw a rock? Because if Sir Lucian misses, then he misses that. Because Bobbit will turn around and start attacking you. Well, here's the thing. It's it's totally worth it. Because, okay, would you physically attack me, or would you use magic attacks? I believe the exact exact word was defended to the death. Yes. Which would most likely mean by any means necessary, which would probably mean spells are on the table. Yes. Because, mm. yeah, Bobbit's first, mm. first thing to do would be to start using spells. I'll just shoot you for a bit as well. That's always. Would a failed dissonant whispers <coughs> break the charm? 
No, uh, you could try it. Fuck. Can I do an uh, insight to real to know if dissonant whispers would break a charm? Um, yeah, go ahead, make an insight check. No, don't worry about it. That was a two. Um, <laughs> well, um, you you don't think it would do anything because it seems that Bobbit is magically entranced and that her auditory her sense of hearing doesn't really have anything to do with it. Well, Dissonant Whispers isn't them hearing it physically, it's yeah. in their mind. But you don't you get the feeling it would probably just hurt Bobbit, and that's it. They missed a step it's just a constant help. <laughs> no, it's just Ooh. that um, Dissonant Whispers if they fail the wisdom save makes them move in a random direction away from me. So I was thinking maybe it would override the charm of stay and protect for just a little bit. There is um, something that might happen. Necessary. You can attempt it if you want to spend huh. a spell slot. No, no, yeah. Just putting out options there for the party that's not currently charmed to... Yeah. Yep. But I think I wanted on. to cast a tech magic. Um, yeah, may as well. If the party accepts, spend ten minutes casting detect magic as a ritual. Um, during that ten minutes, can I go and, um... Have a look and see what our next move is. So you'd like to head up the or... stairs? Yeah. So while Bulb gets out his materials and begins to prepare a detect magic spell, Ava, you call you you climb up the immaculately carved staircase, not touching the stairs, making sure you fly just a little bit above it. Damn straight. And you find yourself <laughs> emerging at the top of the stairs. Onto the westernmost platform of the hall you found earlier when you flew yeah. above the foyer. Which makes sense. So, Bulb, you cast a tech magic, and while you conduct this ritual, you notice that Bobbit does not seem to move even an inch. You don't even see her blink. In fact, her mouth just hangs open and you could just see a line of coming down from her bottom lip. Her tongue completely still in her mouth. Turn me into a newt! Your spell reveals an aura of enchantment magic emanating approximately 15 feet from the fresco. Hey, this shit's why we're going to need this spell magic in the future. Yeah. Now that you know there's magic, would you like to attempt an arcana check, Bulb? Yes. Please make an arcana check. Yeah, who's really good at arcana checks? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um... <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm just staring at the pretty wall. That's a 14. A 14. So you determine that any creature who moves within 15 feet of the fresco and who could still see it may be charmed for a period of 24 hours by the fresco. Oh, God. So that, does that mean that any time it gets attacked in the next 24 hours? Yeah. She would be yeah. Yeah. damn mind and try to kill someone. One way to end the enchantment, other than dispelling it, would be to simply wait 24 hours to it, for it to expire, keeping in mind that Bobbit probably wouldn't eat or sleep or even relieve herself during this time. 
or to destroy the fresco. <laughs> so, options are basically either fight Bobbit while trying to destroy the fresco, or just let Bobbit sit. I mean, the sleep part's not an issue. The eating and not going to the bathroom might come into problems later on. Yeah. I don't think you'll die. Plus, you know, we were worried about spending eight hours for a long rest. Spending yeah. 24 hours stuck there is going to be a problem. Bobbit is currently floating, isn't she? Yes. Just her backpack is just whirring as she hovers in front of the fresco, yes. Could I use Druid... stop. Can I use Druidcraft to create a small gust of wind to try and blow her back towards us? Yes. You create a yeah, gust of wind, and the wind catches on Bobbit's helicopter propeller. It begins whirring very fast, and Bobbit is blown about five feet away from the fresco towards you, just enough to pull her out of range of the enchantment. And so I would like Bobbit to please make a wisdom save. I didn't realise that was going to happen, but that's a... Oh, thank God, that's a 23. As soon as Bobbit moves out of the 15-foot range in front of the fresco, you see her shake her head as if she suddenly come to her senses. (laughs) And Bobbit, the, 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 the seemingly living window into a battlefield before you just now suddenly just appears to be a piece of artwork on the wall. That was a pretty picture. <laughs> Hi guys, what did Bobbit miss? <laughs> Stay away from the picture, Bobbit. Please. Okay. Are you going <laughs> to join me upstairs? Um, I'm still interested about this, but I think it's just a, like a diversion. Yeah, yeah I believe that's the point. Yeah, I may as well, yeah, I'd keep walking up the stairs and join. Yep. Now that Bobbit's not enchanted by it, um, you could feel free to destroy it. Yeah, good. Wait, uh, no, 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 because I would, I would like it. No, he broke the charm. Yeah, yeah, we're good. So I'll be right back. Yep. Um, leave it because anyone that follows us yes, may also they may also yeah, come and they'll have to make a wisdom save when they pass it. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully we can use that to our advantage. So half guiding Bobbit, half dragging her away from the fresco, you make your way up the staircase and join Ava in the room above. You find yourselves in the hallway that Bobbit and Ava discovered before, but now that you're standing on the platform, you get a little bit of a better look at it. You see the three pillars running across the length of the hall and that they're carved to resemble warhammers. You see at the end of each of the bridges slash pillars, three archways in the eastern wall that uh, have adamantine doors just behind them. Three of them, one at the end of each pillar. And you notice that the western wall of the platform you were standing on bears about 10 feet away from where you're standing a cracked stone mosaic that depicts a dwarven smith at a forge crafting dwarves out of black metal 
and diamonds. And you notice that the diamonds are embedded into the mosaic. They're real diamonds. But without getting closer, you won't be able to see any of the fine details. Can I just say that I'm happy the paladin's not here to try and steal those diamonds? Yeah. Um, considering you have a kleptomaniac and someone that loves shinies in the party, you're not completely out of order. I'd like to roll investigation and, and check on this. Very well. Roll investigation. I like to think that Ava at least has enough wisdom to know better. To know it might true, be. True, true. Yes. I mean, yeah, she's got high intelligence and wisdom. So. Non-nat, uh, it's a non-nat 20. Non-nat 20. Very well, you approach the mosaic. Yeah, I'd like to keep a small distance, but sure, sure. You notice that the dwarven smith towers over the other dwarves that he is seemingly making on the forge. And there are some dwarven runes inlaid along the bottom of the mosaic, perhaps describing what's happening in this scene. You I notice can read that. You can. Would you like to draw <laughs> nearer to it, Ava? Uh, if you to there's Bobbit, the last thing you notice is that uh, the diamonds are not actually part of the mosaic. They just appear to be hovering slightly in front of it, not exactly uh, touching it. Uh, kind of check, uh, kind of check, uh, kind of check. Furthermore, you also notice that about halfway down the platform, a large piece of the mural has broken off, forming a heap of shattered stone on the floor, and there is a large crack behind it, about the width of a human child. But you'd like to make an Arcana check? Yes. Yes, I would. Very much so. Uh, go ahead and make one, please. And there's my nat 20 for the day, so that's going to be 25, I think, all up. You determine that there is some minor magic emanating from the mural. It doesn't appear to be dangerous. Rather, it is simply a form of decorative magic designed to cause these diamonds to float in front of the mural and add to the grandeur of its image. But the mural itself isn't... The mural like... itself does not appear to be magical. I want to start wandering diamonds. towards them. Towards Seeing as Bob hasn't told me there's roads. Yep. Yeah, I, I use comprehend languages, but that only works on hearing languages, not reading. So, Ava, so... as you walk towards them... I'd like you to make a perception check, please. Okay, where's my perception? Uh, that is 18. 18? As you walk, to 17, sorry. As you walk towards the floating shinies, you can read the dwarven runes on the bottom of the mosaic, and you simply it simply reads... Father Moradin, crafting the Dwarven race. Aww. I had a feeling that might get a chance, but... Yeah, I, I thought it might have been something to do with Moradin. Something pretty. You walk so towards the diamonds, and seeing that they're just floating there, would you like to grab them? Can we study the doors before we start plucking diamonds out of the air? <laughs> yes. 
Are you going to say that out loud? There is also... <laughs> I, I said that out loud. <laughs> there is also the large... From back in the Norway. There is also the large crack in the wall here, about oh. half where, where a large portion of the mural is missing. Can so that... I investigate that? Yes. Sorry. I was actually going to say, would it be possible if Bobbitt could cast Mending on where the uh, crack in the wall was? As you draw near the damaged part of the mural, I'd like Ava to make a perception check, please. Oh, perception. Alright. Uh, Bob will come up and help her with that. Okay. Yep, so with advantage. Yeah. Uh, which is good. Because <laughs> I'm that one. Um, oh, yep, so, so go that ahead. is 15. 15, okay. Uh... As you draw nearer, you notice, just beyond the wreckage, what appears to be the outline of a secret door in the westernmost However, yeah. before you have a chance to do anything, you hear a sickening squelch coming from oh, no. inside the crack. And as you step back, moving away from it, a black Pudding slurps out of the crack and onto <laughs> the platform. Please roll for initiative. I knew there was a reason you separated us. Like, it, in the... I made the tokens appear, yes. Yeah. Uh, I knew something was going to happen. 12 for Bob. 12 for Bob. 17 for Bobbit. 17 for Bobbit. Uh, that is 18 for Ava. 18 for Ava. And how is Sir Lucian doing? Uh, five. Five. Well, it's all right. We know. We know that's. We know he's not too good at his um. At his. Anything. Anything. anything just be honest. Very well. He's Ava, not too good at anything. You get to go first. <laughs> Me. Yes. I'm gonna shoot it. You're gonna shoot it. Very well. Uh, roll to hit, please. Stay. You're not gonna. You're gonna stay where you are. You're just gonna shoot it with your bow. Yep. Now go ahead. I will bear up that. Changing my internet connection. Hopefully yep. it works. Okay. Uh, that is math. I'm gonna I'm gonna use a calculator. Go ahead. <laughs> well, awesome. My internet. Fourteen. Fourteen. That's a hit. Roll for damage. Oh, I nearly rolled the wrong dice. Uh, where is my D eight? There you are. That is ten. Ten. Your magical, your arrow materializes out of nowhere, and you fire it into the black pudding. Seeing, seeing the arrowhead strike it, and black, black matter oozing off its body onto the stone. Deal ten points of damage, but then, to your horror, the black pudding makes a sickening squelch and splits cleanly. Into two. Oh god. Piercing uh, damage. Ooh! I just dropped my feet. Well then, I guess there's only one way to deal with this problem. Piercing uh, damage makes them split? Okay, interesting. I, I dropped my d4. I need to do my psychic damage. Yeah, black, <laughs> black puddings are not. They're kind of similar to ochre jellies, but they're much easier to split. Okay, oh, no. interesting. So it is. It's gone forever. Aww. <laughs> Oh it is now uh, Bobbit's turn. No, it's not. Oh, yes, it's Ava's turn. You've got an extra attack. And I've got my d4. 
Yes, you got your roll your d4. Which I'll have to do in chat because I have lost it. Oh. <laughs> I got a two. A two. And two my second damage. attack. That's not bad. So you're going to fire with your bow again. Oh, actually, that's probably a bad idea. It's just going to keep if, splitting. If. Oh, this is metagaming. Uh, no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I shouldn't say it. Probably be holding back on that. I will use the knowledge to my advantage, but oh, yeah. <laughs> I will not Sorry. give it to everyone else. Can Ava, um, would Ava know about? You could make a nature thing? check if you oh, like. Yeah, I was going to ask if I could do a nature check. I'm going to do a nature check. See if Bob can tell us that information. <laughs> All right, so make a nature check. All right, that was. Uh, 15. So you suddenly realize, you suddenly recognize what you're dealing with. A black pudding, one of the major uh, types mm -hmm. of oozes. And you know that it is extremely volatile and that any attempt that's made to pierce or slash into its body will cause it to split. Right. Would, it, would, it, would it also have any information about its HP? You do, you do also suspect that each time it splits the newly formed black puddings would be weaker than the original you're right there professor he's looking at me like he's offended <laughs> all right i think that's all i can do for this turn all right bob it your turn unless that was a bonus Unless, well, you, we could say it was a bonus, yeah? What would you like to do? So going by that, if you were to shoot it again, the two new black puddings would be at half the health of the pudding it originated from. Right. So if you split one that was at 20 health, they would both be 10 health. So. Okay. Alright. Yeah. Okay, I'll hit one. Alright. Or try to hit one. Alright, go ahead. Roll to hit. Oh, that was a nat one. Never mind. Nat one. You fire an arrow at Black Pudding 2, but it turns into a black puddle, dodging the arrow, <laughs> and your arrow flies over it. Bobbit, it's your turn. Okay, so... Dodge it down, so it's slashing and piercing damages out. My gun would technically be like force damage, wouldn't it? No, your gun's piercing damage. Yeah. Hmm. But it's pierce. Interesting, interesting. So I'm guessing case, because of velocity. Yes. Yes. Well, I could either use spell slot to try and roast them all bastards, or we could go back to an old favourite and just Eldritch Blast them instead. Do you have an area of effect? Eldritch Blast does not. Burning Hands, on the other hand, most definitely does. Yep, so would you like to get up in front of Sir Lucian and Ava and cast a Burning Hands? Mm. Yeah, alright. Alright. You move in <laughs> front of Sir Lucian and Ava, you prime the magic in your body. I will roll for the Black Puddings, and that's going to be a an 8 and a 7. <laughs> so in that case, Bobbit uh, so leans back with her, uh, pulls out Mr. Stick, points it at them, you get the familiar phrase of, there is needs one, please, and then everything burns. 
which I believe is 4d6 due yep. to, uh... Let's have a look. Oops. It's going to be 18 points of fire damage to them both. Ooh, lovely. You see the... You see the black ooze sizzle and warp under the flames. But both of them still appear to be intact, and it's now the enemy's turn. Black Pudding 1 lurches forwards, drawing an attack of opportunity from Bobbit as it moves towards Ava. Yeah, I'm just going to stick with Eldridge Blast on this one. Since yep, Pierce go ahead and roll to hit it. Pew pew! That's uh, going to be... I believe it's plus, plus five or six for me for spell attacks. Really should run this off the top of my head. Da, 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 That's plus I mean, seven. You haven't it's used a spell attack in a while, so... Yeah, yeah. it's going to be 23 to uh, to hit. That's a hit. Roll for damage. Uh, it's just the flat D10 since uh, I don't have Agonizing Blast anymore, but that's okay because that's a 10 anyway. You see a portion of its body burn away as your, as your beam of energy strikes it. It rears back, forms a large fist out of its ooze-like body, and slams the pseudopod at Ava. And really? Ava dodges out of the way as the fist strikes the ground. Yeah, suck it. It yeah. then makes Robin its helped. second multi-attack with its pseudopod. And this time rolls a 17, hitting Ava. Ava, oh. you take four points of bludgeoning damage. Plus, uh, 18 points of acid damage. Jesus Christ. In addition, as as the fist strikes you, bits of acid drip off it, landing on your leather armor and partially dissolving it. You take a permanent permanent penalty to your AC of minus (sighs) one. I could try and fix that, just kill these things quick. Meanwhile, Black Pudding 2 lurches towards Bobbit, forms its ooze into a fist, and strikes with its pseudopod. And no, that's no, a nat you. one on the first one, so Bobbit, you raise your shield and block the attack. No. And then its second and one itself. is... <laughs> its second one is an 18, hitting Bobbit. That's exactly my AC. AC. Bobbit, you take... Nine points of bludgeoning damage. Ow. Plus 12 points of acid damage. So that's 21 all up. Yep. And the acid drips onto your armor, giving it a permanent minus one penalty on your AC. (laughs) It's now Veska's turn. She steps forwards and casts Ray of Frost at Black Pudding 1. And she nat 20s, dealing 16 so... points of damage to it. Covered with icicles, Black Pudding 1 slowly oozes away into the stone. Yay! It is Bulb's turn. Uh, how much damage does it look like Black Pudding 3 has taken? A Black Pudding 2's taken, Two, sorry. taken a little bit of damage, but it still, still seems to be mostly... In good condition. Okay. I am just going to... Uh, 
Uh, I don't know. Um, just um, conjure flame and throw the flame at, like, putting two. Two? Alright, roll to hit it. Uh, that's a 21. That's a hit, roll for damage. Uh, oh, actually, does that damage go up because I'm now level 5? I think it does. It does, yeah, yes. Yeah, actually, it does. That should be double two. checking. Yeah, because I don't want to get it wrong. My next hit dice. Uh, 1d8 when you reach 5th level. So yeah, 2d8s. Yeah, 2d8s. Go ahead, yeah. roll. Hey. Uh, that's only 7 damage. Uh, 8 cool. damage, actually, because eight. of my staff. Yeah, 8 damage is yeah. fine. You yep. see portions of it sizzle away, but it still seems to be lurching closer and closer to the party. It is Sir Lucian's turn. Did Sir Lucian even do anything with this? He could try to hit it with his four. He could. He could. There's lots of picking his yeah. swords. So well, it'll uh... only split. It'll only split if it's above a certain <coughs> threshold of HP. So there's there's a chance it's weak enough that it won't split. Oh, uh, that's so like substituting Pokemon. Yeah. If it's too damaged, it can't make a clone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... So what would Sir Lucian like to do? Go and charge blade it? Um, quick question. Does yep. corrosive form from the black pudding, will that affect... That won't affect my charge blade because that's a magical weapon, isn't it? No, it won't affect your charge blade. It won't damage oh, your charge blade. Uh, can I knock it into the Aether Realm and attack? All right. You rush ahead, standing next to Bobbit. Roll to hit. <laughs> Oh, you really and I cough it in <laughs> No, silence. 19. 19, that's a hit. Roll your damage. And if you'd like to spend a charge on your charge blade, you may go ahead and do that. Oh, absolutely. Alright, so 2d8 damage. I'm not sick, I'm immortal. <laughs> silence, cretins. I tell the doctor how to do his job. Alright, uh, nine. Nine. Lovely. 2d8. 2d8, nine damage. You slash at it with your charged blade, and you feel your blade vibrate as you spend a charge. The energy surges through the black pudding. It doesn't split, but it still appears to be up and... up and kicking. As a 5th level fighter, you do have your extra attack. Would you like to hit it again? Oh, that would be lovely. Go ahead, roll to hit. Alrighty. That is a 17. That's a hit. Roll for damage. Just 1d8 if you're not spending a charge. I think you only have one charge left now. Alright, you little shit. Huzzah! Five. Five. With a great yell, you step forwards and slash at the black pudding. It writhes and then begins to dissolve away into the stone. You have killed it. Yay. Da -da 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 -da. Combat is over. Now that the black pudding is gone, you're able to look in through the crack from which it emerged. And... You could tell that the crack itself was formed by the black pudding, and it was using this crack as something of a nest. 
As such, the crack itself only extends a few feet into the stone, and the smooth the stone inside is smooth, dissolved away by acid. Aside from that, there does not appear to be anything noteworthy inside. You disappoint me, Pudding. <laughs> that said, you now can attempt to open the secret door that Ava found. Secret tunnel. If you'd like to open it, uh, Sir Lucian, please make an athletics check. Oh, uh, sexy abs. Okay, that's <laughs> Pass. Twelve. Twelve. So Lucian steps forwards, and with the same grunt of masculinity he made when dispatching the black pudding, he shoves <laughs> the out stone outline of the secret door aside, revealing the room on the other side. You step inside, and you find... You'll like this. <laughs> this dust-filled room has lain untouched since the time of the dwarves who built this place. Green <coughs> copper urns on stone platforms overflow with coins, gems, and more. Can I do a perception check before... Loot the room! <laughs> yeah, Can I do a perception that. check before we loot? Go ahead. <laughs> Probably for the best. <sighs> That's a seven. So your first impulse is that this is the treasure you've come to find, but there's nowhere near one million gold coins here. And so... Can I investigate? Uh, Sorry. Yes, you may investigate. Go ahead. Yay! Um, where's my investigate? Alright, that is a 15. So you notice that most of the urns and other receptacles in this room, based on the colouring and the dust, appear to have been here for centuries, and... It's likely that even though Lord Neverember used this vault to hide away his embezzled funds, he didn't know that this room existed. And so this treasure belongs to the dwarves who built this place. So... Prelude? Yeah. Would you like to go ahead and loot it? Yeah. Um, uh, yes, please. Is there any traps or anything? You can't oh, see any. The investigation oh, yeah, you <laughs> You can't see any. Oh, so, okay. get ready to write this down. The first right. urn contains five precious gems, each worth 100 GP. Alright, who's our pack horse? Bobbit. No. It's Bobbit. <laughs> yeah. The worth. second... Yep, five gemstones right. worth 100 each. The second urn contains... Nine rather, rather poor quality copper rings that don't appear to be worth much. But the tenth ring is made of vibrant gold and appears to be vibrating with magical energy. Hmm? Would you like to make an arcana mm -hmm. check on that? I think I can. And that's a... Not twenty. You determine that this one ring is a ring of warmth, 
It's an uncommon magical item, requires attunement, and while wearing this ring, you have resistance to cold damage. In addition, you and everything you wear and carry are unharmed by temperatures as low as minus 50 degrees. Okay, I'll bother the uh, gems. We'll hold up the ring going, Does anybody want to hear your ring? Popcorn <laughs> <laughs> ring. At the moment, um, it's already is at cold? Is it chilt cold? It can be. Some parts um. of it. Uh, Bob is good without it. As I said, Bob, it's already maxed on uh, tuned items at the moment. Same. Anyone? Also gives you resistance against cold damage, so even if you don't go anywhere cold, any enemies that use cold I, magic against you... Am I attuned to... I think I'm only attuned to one thing. Yes, yeah, so uh, you can take bow. it and attune to it. Yeah, your bow. You That's take it. it. Yeah. What about, um, what about Sir Lucian? Sir Lucian's got the HP to... He's got the HP to basically tank anything, so... Well, what's his, his HP? And he's, he's tanked against his own rolls. Yeah. <laughs> well, his, his HP right now is 40, but his max HP is, what, 57, I think? Yeah, so it's lower yeah, than Yeah, it's 70. Oh. Minus 58. 58, so plus, ah. I'm pretty sure he's already attuned to... Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll take the ring then. Let's be more tank. Yeah, he's only attuned to the charge blade and the clockwork amulet, so... Um, uh, so Jane yeah, you take the ring of Lucian. The third, yeah, sure, be blinged, blinged out. So yes, Lucian takes it, puts it on his hand, and it blends in well with all the noble insignias he's wearing. The third urn is piled high with two hundred and fifty GP. Okay, was calculated. Takes how much that's worth each. The fourth urn holds 33 blue quartz gemstones worth 10 GP each. Oh, yay. That sounds pretty. Stumbles has one of those. The fifth... Yep, worth 10 GP each. And the fifth urn holds a nine-inch tall silver statuette of a dwarven priest of Moradin with amethysts for eyes. The statue would be worth a fair bit on its own, even if it were not for the divine magic that you could clearly feel emanating from it. Can I check? Yep, go ahead. Angus would be so pissed at me for doing this for nicking this. He <laughs> <laughs> would be pissed at us for taking any of this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have Bobbit now. Bobbit steals everything. <laughs> Everyone would be so proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> so you identify this statue of Moradin as an uncommon artifact. It is imbued with a blessing of dwarven priests, and when appealed to, will fully heal the party's HP, but only once. That's oh. awesome. That's useful. That's we keep that you. for end game. Yeah. Okay, who's, being... holding, who's gonna hold? Who's holding up? Who's gonna hold on to the uh, dwarf statue? And I guess does... the dwarf statue is probably about as big as Bob. Yeah, it does weigh ten pounds, and so using the uh, current inventory system, it will take two slots. Yeah, convert to slots. What we? Well, by by when we get to Chol, I'm using it. 
a simpler inventory system where instead of just tracking your weight, you're just going to have like 10 slots. Okay. That'll make but it we easier. can buy bags and yeah. pockets and everything. I like that as an artist. Yeah. yeah. That makes things. Yeah. Good. Like I'm going to yeah, make obviously. it, like I'm basically going to turn, change it to a video game inventory system to make it easier Sweet. to keep track of what we're carrying. Um, so, yeah, so it's 10 pounds, and in the terms of that, it's 20 slots. I believe Bobbit has over 30, two slots. Bobbit has over yeah, 30. Yeah, we're going to work it. We'll have to work yeah. out numbers eventually, I'll, but either yeah, way, Bobbit's going to hold up a little statue and go, I don't get any more then, Bobbit's going to put you in the, in the pocket now. Just <laughs> drop the statue in there. You hold open your pocket and drop this statue that's nearly as big as you down, and you hear a loud clang emanating from inside your pocket. Just looks down there and goes, Sorry. <laughs> Before we go on, Yep. putting down money here, $10, we need that by the end of this dungeon. Oh, <laughs> You'll possibly. see. Don't worry about it. Speaking of money, we get 50 GP each. And so you leave the secret yes. room. Wait, emerging. is that correct? Yeah, plus a bunch of gemstones. Yeah. Yeah, I'll hold the gem, yeah. but then in terms of the gold, yes, it's 50 gold each at the moment right now. Merge back out into the Hall of Moradin, as you've, as you've now taken to calling it, and the only place you have left to go is across, is across the three Warhammer-shaped pillars and into the rooms on the other side. The only question mm -hmm. is which one first? Uh, Could I get, because our folk, uh, it's lit up in here, isn't it? It is. It's dimly could lit. I, could I get, if it's dimly lit, does that mean I see, ba everyone with dark vision basically sees normally? Yeah, but even if you don't okay. have dark vision, it's still dimly yeah. and lit enough yeah. to be able to see where you're going. The, the okay, magic... So, could I get yeah. 10 feet away from a door... 15 feet away from a door and do a perception check to see if there's any slots that gems might fit in. Yes. Which door would you like to move to? Uh, well, seeing as we're still down the southern end of this, so I may as well go to one? the bottom one. Okay. Yep. So would you like to just walk across the pillar or would you like to fly? Uh, I would like to fly. Yep. And so you're still getting used to flying, so I'd ask you this once to make an acrobatics check, please. He should let Bobby help you train while we've had some downtime. <laughs> Acrobatics is dexterity, thank God. That's an 18. Dexterity. Okay, you flap your wings and you fly the length of the crumbling pillar and land on the platform just in front of the door. Make a perception check, please. <sighs> Why couldn't I have used that first roll for the fucking perception check, you asshole? Uh, <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> that was uh, it's, uh, 13. You see an adamantine door. It does not... It appears to be completely featureless. Just a straight... Straight square of metal. Uh, there are no distinguishing features. No carvings, no doorknob, no slots to insert anything. However, there is a small square window up the top. And you peer through it. And on the other side... In the small room, you can see 
what appears to be uh, an iron anvil just sitting on its own in an otherwise empty room. Could I do a perception check to look at the anvil through the window? Well, I'm just telling you that's what you see through the window. Yeah. You can't... Yeah. It appears from here, anyway, it appears to just be a normal black iron anvil, and without getting closer, you can't tell if there's anything special about it. Okay. Could I fly across to the other two rooms and you look sure at those doors? You can. No check needed this time, but as you move up to the middle doorway, I'd like you to make another perception check, please. And again... That one was a... Uh, that's... Say, ten. Ten? You see another adamantine door, almost identical to the previous one. Peering, pressing up against this small window, you look inside, and you see, inside the room, four suits of rusted plate armour, sans helmets, sized for a dwarf, each of them standing in the corners of this small room. Each suit is draped in cobwebs, and also, at the far... at the wall at the far back of the room, you can see some dwarvish runes carved into the stone, but at this distance, with the dim lighting, you wouldn't be able to read them. Not uh, even me. If you wanted to come over and Gee, have a look, but you'd... I was gonna say before Do you want to call me over for a look, does it? Before, before, no, yeah, she goes over, before she goes over there, would um, casting and mending on our armour repair the damage from the acids at all? Um, actually, yes, it would. While they're doing that, I'm not calling her over yet. I want to go look at the northern room first. Last one? Very well. Yeah. You fly up to the northernmost room. Make a, make a perception check, please. Uh, that one is a 17. This room appears to be interesting. As you press against the adamantine door and look through the window... You see a room that's almost entirely empty, save for a ten-foot-tall painted statue of an armoured male dwarf wearing a battle axe and wearing a mask, standing at the very back of the room. Just before the statue, right in front of his feet, set into the floor, is a small adamantine trap door with a pool ring along one side. Okay... And so, I... and so you determine northernmost room, statue and trapdoor, middlemost room, suits of armor, bottom room, anvil. Okay. Um, I go back and tell them. By so the time you get back, the... Bobbit has finished casting mending on his and Ab on hers and Ava's armor. And the damage from the black pudding appears to have been repaired. I'd also like to say I'd quickly drink a potion of healing as well. Ah, I yes. Get a little bit beat up by that. Yep. You may go ahead and do that. That will be 2d4 plus 2. Yeah, that's. It's 8 all up. It's 8 all up is better than nothing. It so, is indeed. As Bulb informs you of what he could see through the windows of each of these three rooms, what would you like to do? I want to go read that that thing. In 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 the middlemost room. 
Yeah, I want to see if I can see through yep. the door. Very well, Ava. So you're just going to fly across the pillar and land in front of yep. the door? You spread your wings, flying over the obviously crumbling pillar, over a huge gaping hole in the middle of it. Land in front of the door that Bulb pointed out. Please make a perception check with disadvantage. Try and read the runes. Sorry. That's a KM1. Oh, what? Did the dice run away from you? It's all good. Yay. Um, that, uh, what was it? Perception. That's 14. 14. The runes are very tiny and they're uh-huh. covered in shadow and it's difficult to read them, but somehow squinting, you manage to make them out. The inscription reads... A secret never before told will part Dumathoin's lips. Never before told. Part Dumathoin's lips. Does anyone know anything about dwarven history? (laughs) I do know how to speak dwarven. Um, If anyone anyone likes, you may make a religion check. Otherwise, a history check with disadvantage might work. I have... um, I have... Uh, proficiency oh, uh, in religion. So, right. so. Why, actually? Yeah, well. <laughs> you can really that. You can I will try the disadvantage history check because I have advantage in history. Uh, yep. So, Ava, you're going to return to the platform and tell the others the translation. What's happening? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell them the, yep. the translation. Alright, how did we go on our checks? I got. 12 in history with disadvantage. Well, it's okay. 17 in religion. It's okay. That's 19 se- in religion. Yeah, that's 17 and 19. You don't need your history check. So Ava okay. comes yeah. back. She lands on the platform in front of you all and translates the runes. And at this point, you discuss the runes and Bobbit and Ava realize they've heard this name before. And you realize that Dumathoin is the dwarven god of secrets. Hmm. Secret tunnel. Actually, I was going to say, um, technically, we could probably use that since we, you know, no one knows about that tunnel being there. That could be a secret we could tell. Yes. But has someone? Uh, yeah, true. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, secret before never revealed. I'm just thinking: is it a magic thing though that as soon as someone has said? that secret it becomes null and void so when someone so when ava told us that there was a secret tunnel there did it become null and void or am i just sinking way too far into it mm, you don't know <laughs> you could try but I you, do, from. you do have a suspicion that it says never before told for a reason uh, bobbit has secrets you do know that these... That Bobbit doesn't know. You do know that so far everything in this dungeon has been pretty specific, so you suspect right. that it's written that way for a reason. Alright, in that case, Bobbit will, um... Well, I've basically told you guys a lot of what I know, but we do have somebody here who has a lot of secrets they haven't told anyone. Yes. So with that, Bobbit's going to take out Mr. Stick. That said... That nope. said, it appears in order for your secret to be effective at all, you'd first have to get into the room. Oh, okay. I thought it was the yeah. secret was to get 
into the room itself. Could okay. Bulb attempt to pick up a diamond that's floating? Yes, and in fact, as you reach out and pick it up, nothing happens. Oh. We could have grabbed them this whole time. Yeah. Well, I was checking the doors to see if there was any indication that they go in the doors first. No, but those diamonds were purely decorative. Oh. Where the hell didn't we just grab them all? Well, I thought it might have been like a key or something and I don't know. Okay, well... Grab all the diamonds. Dungeons playing mind games with you. I give the diamond that I picked up to Bobbit to keep hold of so that she can sell them. Yep. Alright. Although... I do ask for one of the blue stone gems. Yep. The blue quartz. Blue Keep quartz. Mind, you can use those diamonds one. for revivify. That is- Oh, oh shit! Yeah, yeah, maybe grab a couple of- How many of those diamonds were around? Three. Uh, Bob will take those if everyone doesn't mind. That's yeah, fine. I think revivify is going to be something we're going to need. Yes. <laughs> uh, I need to put that on my character sheet. Uh- <laughs> Wait, weren't there a bunch hanging around that the mural as well? Yeah, but the magic- See, some of them are some of them are just part of the picture, but there was a, a couple uh-huh. of them just floating in front of the mural, and that's the ones you took. Okay, fair deal. Three diamonds. I'm guessing they're 300 GP each. Yep. Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm just putting it down so I can put it. Diamonds. So yeah. you want to try to get into the room with the inscription, not the one with the trap door or the anvil. For now. For now. Alright. So Bobbit. So Bobbit, you've used your use of flight now. Uh, so yeah, as I can carry him. Oh, yeah. so Ava will yeah, carry just you. That little... Bulb yeah. And then the propeller folds up and goes back into the backpack. At this Aww. point, Ava grabs you and lifts you up and hoists you over the gap in the uh, bridge. Bulb flies over. Veska deftly leaps from one side of the wreckage to the other, leaving only Sir Lucian. Sir Lucian, you may make an athletics check to try and do a running jump over this gap. Oh, this is going to be hilarious. Let's (laughs) watch... Was it Waterdeep's Funniest Home Videos? (laughs) Funniest Home Scrolls. Uh, 15. Wow. 15, that's enough. You take a few steps back, and then gritting your teeth, you run forwards and take a running leap over the gap, landing on the other side with the others. You all approach the adamantine door. But how to open it? There doesn't appear to be any obvious means of opening it up. Bob asks Ava, what is the word for... Open. In Dwarven. In, in Dwarven. Yeah, I forgot to add the end part of that then. That just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will give him the word for open in Dwarven. As Ava, as Ava speaks aloud the Dwarven word for open, hear a loud crack. And then together, all three adamantine doors slide open. Huh. That was convenient. Okay. And you step into the small room. 
like Bulb pointed out, you find four suits of rusted plate armor, sans helmets, dwarven size, standing in each of the four corners of this small room. Each suit is draped in cobwebs. The only other thing of note is the, dis is the inscription carved into the wall, reading a secret never before told will part Doomathoin's lips. Can I investigate you the may. room? You may go ahead and investigate. Okie dokie. What is I should know what my investigation is by now. Um, that is... 18. 18. You spend a few moments going over the small room and... You find absolutely nothing of note. The stone floor is completely bare. The walls are featureless, and the rusted suits of armor. Upon touching one of them, look. At, upon touching one of them and seeing it collapse into a pile of scrap metal, appear to barely be holding together. Okay. That played well for us. Well, I mean, technically, uh, many wouldn't work that well though. Nah. I want to look at the other rooms. Alright. Before you reveal a secret. So, Ava, which room would you like to check in? The bottom one, please. The bottom one. Okay. Leaving the others in the room, you take a quick flight over to the south and enter the bottommost room. The room containing the anvil. I want to have a real good look at that anvil. The north, east, and southern walls of this small room are adorned with dust-covered frescoes depicting dwarven smiths at work uh -huh. in their forges. An iron anvil sits atop a raised stone block in the middle of the floor with a stone hammer lying in front of it. Both fixtures are draped in cobwebs. I mean, it could just be celebratory for Moradin, but... It could be. Would you like to make an investigation check? Of course. Oh, Martin. <laughs> Good old Martin. Alright, that is uh, 17 plus 3. 17? Uh, you... 17, 18, like 20? Not that 20, yeah. You feel fine. You move around the anvil using your wings to brush away some of the cobwebs, and underneath you see some dwarven runes carved into the stone platform underneath the anvil. It reads, let the hammer fall and the anvil ring. Uh-huh. Okay. Because... Hmm. I'm wondering if maybe doing that will unlock something that will then go into the, the other room, which will then open the, the door. That would be possible. Yep. You you want to pick up the hammer and ring it on the I'll anvil? I'll let Sir Lucian do it with his, his strength. <laughs> you don't, oh, wait, no, he would have yeah. to jump. Yeah, you don't really right. need strength. You can just pick right, it up. Right. And, yep. You lean down, you pick up the stone hammer, and slam it onto the anvil. You hear a loud clanging of stone against metal ringing throughout the room as if, <coughs> as if you struck it much harder than you thought you did. In fact, the rest of you in the adjoining room 
hear the sounds of the anvil being struck. They're probably pooping themselves slightly. And uh, I won't lie. Yeah, you're feeling a bit uncomfortable, but it's okay because striking the anvil grants you all 10 temporary HP that will last oh, for 24 shit, hours. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. need that. Yay, back to normal HP. There you go. That 10 temporary HP, was it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Once the once the sound of the anvil stops echoing throughout the area, the stone hammer crumbles into dust. Okay. Um, I'm guessing it's not worth taking a closer look at the things on the walls. Oh, you can if you want, but they appear to just be an accompaniment to the anvil. All right. The celebration. I'll fly back to the room. Yep. With the others. Tell them what happened, and yeah, they inform you that they could hear the anvil ring. That suddenly all of you feel feel a bit more energetic than you did before. Your spirits lifted by the sound of Moradin's forge. I wonder if that's the secret. No, because we all know it now. Yeah, yeah but the sound would have passed through. You'd notice no change in the room that the rest mm -hmm. of the party are in. Okay, so I guess we should look at the, the last one. The last one? Very well. You fly up to the north. Are you guys gonna, gonna come? Or are you just leaving me? <laughs> I mean, you'd have to carry Bobbit now, but Bobbit's more than happy to I come can with. carry you if you like. Alright, you Yay. pick up Bobbit and you carry her over to the north <laughs> pillar, depositing her in front of the doorway. And you both enter the small room. Like I said before, this room contains a ten-foot-tall painted statue of an armoured male dwarf wielding a battle axe and wearing a mask. Before Is the that... statue, in front of his feet, you see an adamantine trap door set into the floor with a pull ring on the side of it so that you can open it. However, as you enter the room, you feel five minute vibrations indicating the presence of magic i reckon that we've got to either tell the statue something to unlock the door or no that's what i think <laughs> can i um with yep. my religion can i see if this statue is, is someone uh, demoin yep go ahead and make a religion check while you're doing that, I'd like to do an check on the yep. trapdoor. Go ahead, go ahead. Both of you make checks. Yeah, that's 16. So you recognise that this statue is not in fact is not in fact Dumathoyan. It is Gorm Golthan, the dwarven god of vigilance, also oh. known as Fire Eyes. Hey, there is a lot of dwarven gods I missed out on last time. I got a 13 on my uh, Arcana check. So, Bobbit, you detect a vaguely perceptible aura of evocation magic emanating from the statue. Is it? But, does it have laser eyes? <laughs> no, he's got the nickname Fire Eyes for a yeah. reason, but yeah, you can't quite recall why. Yeah. 
Seems like something we don't want to. So does that mean that if we try to open that door, he's gonna try to shoot us with his lasers? No, you can try it and see what happens. beams on his freaking head. Nah. Annoying me, yeah. It seems like an obvious trap, but at the same time, it's entirely possible it might not be. You're just fucking with us. Would you like to try to open the trap door? Either that, we can get Bolden to do something. Detect magic on it. Perhaps reading your mind, Bol, you hear a flutter of wings and Bol perches outside the door and joins you in the room. Yeah, Wish to have Bol cast <laughs> tech magic? Statue scares out here, worries us, do the thing. <laughs> Okay, I do detect magic. Very well. You wait for ten minutes as Bold prepares the ritual. He casts detect magic and reveals that there is indeed an aura of evocation magic emanating from the statue, but his spell also reveals something that Bobbit did not detect earlier. There is an aura of illusion magic emanating from the trap door. Uh, it's a phony. Did you open that trap door? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Open that trap door! <laughs> so what god was this again, sorry? This was uh, Gorm Golthen, the dwarven god of vigilance. What if speaking the secret opens the trap door? <laughs> That's what I said. Oh, did you? Sorry. That's right, yep. Alright, so I guess I'm back to the statue again. Okay, well, I would like to get somebody carry Bullet back to the statue, please. Yep. So right. you, would you like to speak the secret in this room, or would you like to speak it in Doom of Thorn's room? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we can try Doom of Thorn's room first. Yeah, Doom of Thorn's room is probably the well. best. Bulb flaps his wings, basically giving one look to the illusionary trapdoor and shaking his head. Flies back over to the other room and Ava airlifts Bulb over the foyer 60 feet below. I mean, Bob it. Oh, yeah, Bob, <laughs> yeah. Over 60 feet below. There's a lot of bees below. going around. And you land and enter the room with the inscription prompting a secret to Doomathoin. What do you do here? Mm. I suppose Bobbit can uh, pull out Mr. Stick. Reach for your cloak, pull out Mr. Stick, and feel him stirring in your mind. What would you like to do? Bobbit needs a secret. Something that no one else knows. Otherwise, this statue, nothing else will happen in here. Mr. Stick's voice echoes in your mind. Why should I divulge such a secret? Because if there's one thing that can help grant power faster, it's money. And you don't want me going without it now, do you? Hmm. <laughs> well Just spoken, sure child. Just make sure to say it out loud, because if you tell Bobbit, then they don't think that would count. Well spoken. 
spoken, child. Very well. I shall... I shall amuse you this day. Then, raising his voice so that everyone in the room can hear, Mr. Stick bellows, The child's name is Alessander. Oh, fuck. Okay. Interesting. You hear a metallic click, and then, with an earthy rumbling, one of these stones that makes up the floor beneath you begins to slowly slide away, revealing a spiral staircase leading directly down. Oh, it would probably normally, but it would thank uh, Mr. Stick for this, but at the same time, it's like, what? Ah, Bobbit has not Wait, where did Bobbit come from then? Mr. Stick does not mm. respond. Hey! Stop shaking the stuff. Come shit. back! <laughs> Why is, <laughs> where did Bobbit come from? You just hear Mr. Stick. I'm gonna hug my, my small human <laughs> child. <laughs> It's okay, Bobbit. We'll figure it out. So, does Bobbit go by Bobbit or Alexandra now? This is confusing. Bobbit just wants to get the money now. Mm -hmm. Well, to us, you're still Bobbit. Mm -hmm. And so, with that, would you like to descend down the spiral staircase? Sure. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Alright, marching order. The staircase seems to be <laughs> narrow first. enough that you'll have to move oh, in single me. file. Snake first. Have we spent two and a half hours? Um, it's been more than an hour because my flight ran out. Yeah, it's more than an hour and perhaps not quite two and a half hours. Okay, Snake goes first. Yep. Sned barks. Yep, yep. And then you watch as he oh, runs down. Oh no, I down. have the scream open. <laughs> <laughs> you watch as he runs all the way down into uh, into down the spiral staircase into what remains below and you listen as his yipping slowly fades out of earshot and as long as I don't feel him dissipate I follow all right you make your way down the spiral staircase tense half expecting step on a false stair or to trigger a trap or or, or or find your feet encircled in a trap wire but the journey is uneventful and you emerge at the bottom of the staircase into the main vault yay yay or Alexandra or whatever we're calling Bobbit now also <laughs> Although deep underground, this vault is lit by streams of sunlight that pour down from the ceiling, catching motes of dust in their luminous pools. Ornate columns support a 30-foot-high vaulted ceiling, which is adorned by carvings of dwarves basking in the presence of their gods. Deep alcoves line the walls, and piled in one of them is a vast treasure trove, piles of coins taller than even Sir Lucian. Out of the dusty gloom steps an aged dwarf clutching a staff, carved and painted to resemble a pair of entwined dragons, one red, one gold, 
beside him walks Ned, yipping with excitement as the dwarf looks on. A look of amusement on his face. Despite the dwarf's age, his eyes are bright and steady. I wasn't expecting anyone, he says plainly. As you can see, this place is quite a mess. Perhaps you should come back later, after I've tidied up a bit. Can, can, can I do an insight check? You may. That's a 16 plus, 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 uh, insight, plus four, so that's an unnatural 20. Is this guy the golden dragon turned into a dwarf? The dwarf's, the dwarf's kindly manner does not seem to be a facade, however, his manner of speaking and way of moving does not resemble any dwarves that you've seen. Furthermore, he certainly could not have lived here this whole time if he was just a dwarf. What's the dwarf's name? What was the... I, what was the dragon's name again? Oranax. Oranax. Um... Bob steps forward and says, Do we have the honour of speaking to the great Oranax? The dwarf looks at you, you see a twinkle in his eye and he smiles and he says, Oranax! I not, do not know that name! I'm Barok Langhammer. <laughs> he giggles in amusement. Can I do an insight to see if he's Yeah, lying? I was just thinking. You may go ahead. <laughs> oh, that, on that, one's a, that one ain't gonna work. That's a nine. <laughs> yeah, he could either... Check? You can do one. Go ahead. Oh. Never mind. Oh, oh wait, no, I still got it. <laughs> Get yourself a dust tray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a perfect uh, present, That yeah. is. Where's my insight? Uh, so 19 plus 3. No, 19 plus 4. So 23. You recognize the giggle of an amused old man who is laughing at the fact that he knows that you know his secret, but he's trying to play with you anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna nudge. I want to nudge Bulb and be like. Bulb starts bouncing up and down in. Bulb does what Bobbit does and starts <laughs> bouncing up and down in joy. And as you, without saying is... anything, as you do this, Ned mimics your motion and just goes yip 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 in joy because, of course, this code. I can understand Sned. <laughs> seems to be in the presence of a real dragon. Yeah, and I can understand Sned. So if he's actually speaking. The dwarf who calls himself Barok giggles again, and he says, And I was hoping that we'd have a bit more fun. But, oh well, you've seen through my ruse. I see no purpose in keeping it up much longer. He taps his staff on the stone floor, and then, with a, with a blink of light, the dwarf vanishes, and a... Gold dragon materializes, his adult form taking up nearly the entire girth of the vault hallway that you're standing Bulb in. Bob immediately bows and puts 50 gold in his hands and holds it up as an offering while he's bowing. Meanwhile, Bob just sits there and goes, Wow, that dwarf was actually a dragon? Yeah, he's like a shiny. <laughs> Oranax regards the 50 gold pieces and then. He moves out one of his front paws and using his 
Middle Claw brings the coids in towards him. He smiles, and you see steam emerging from his nostrils, and he says, Very much appreciated, uh, young owl folk. Now, if I might ask, what brings you into my humble domain this day? Bulb is too awestruck to speak. You're huge. I'm <laughs> still going. My only wish is that Keeper was here. He would have loved to have met you. But made a dragon. It's not quite as awesome as you, but it's still pretty cool. Oranax tilts his head. He looks at Bobbit and says, You made a dragon, you say? It's, 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 a, it's a construct, but, but it looks an awful lot like one. He says, a construct of a dragon, and, and it flies and breathes fire, and... Oh yeah, that's Bobbit's favorite thing. It breathes fire, and it flies, it does all that fun stuff. But it got damaged on the way down here, so Bobbit couldn't keep it with us. Oranax. If she'd known she meet a real dragon, she would, have, she would have loved for you to meet him. Oranax smiles, revealing his sharp teeth. And then he chuckles and says, <laughs> The ingenuity of the inferior races never ceases to amaze me i would be interested in seeing this keeper one day but it's a shame he cannot be here today he says perhaps if he was here i might have been in more of a mood to uh more of a mood to excuse your intrusion into lord neverember's vault mm. I mean, Bobby could probably see if she could get him back. We're pretty far away, and we're pretty sure underground. Not sure how loud I'd have to whistle for that. Hmm. Oranax really? raises a front paw to silence you, and says, I ask again, what brings you to the vault of Dugalt Neverember, the open lord of Waterdeep? Uh... Who wants to answer that one? Pushes bulb forward. Bobby can try for a somewhat honest route, because technically we were tasked by the current boards to uh, come and... That is uh, correct. Great. Um, great. Oranex. Um... I understand that some time may have passed has passed since you may have been down here. Lord Neverember is no longer the open lord of Waterdeep. The dragon looks at you, he opens his mouth and he shouts Inconceivable no. Lord Neverember is an honorable man, beloved by the people of Waterdeep. As such for him to no longer be the open lord, some evil must be afoot. And then you see the dragon's mm. eyes ever so slightly narrow as he stares at you. Like, how long has it been since he Yeah, was... I was going to say, hasn't it been like a hundred years or something? It's been... Know. Well, you know that, you know that Rainier Neverember is his son, so it's only been a few decades at most since he was open it... lord. But is and, he, like, still alive? Or yeah, he... you know he's still alive. He's now the Lord of Neverwinter, and... Shit, I was really hoping he was dead. Yeah, essentially, what you were told by 
Lady Silverhand is that he is apparently still alive, but he refuses to let the current Open Lord of Waterdeep know how to acquire his embezzled money, which is now all around you in this vault. So he's still alive, which makes this very inconvenient, because otherwise we could have just said, hey, fortunately he's dead because it's been so long, now we have to try and figure out how to answer this question without getting first alive as a result. Did he steal from the people? Well, you know, that, you know, in, in what yeah. embezzling is? Well, you know, yeah, you know you were told by the Lords of Waterdeep that this money was embezzled. You don't yes, have but any proof, dragon... but that's what you were told. Yeah, and the dragon seems to think he's a very, um... Honest man. Honest man, yes. which means if we tried telling him without any proof of any kind, he would probably just kill us. Um, uh, can I ask something? Yes, Do you guys mind if I ask something? Go ahead. Uh, sure. Uh, oh, great. Oranax, um, what exactly was your relationship with Lord Neverember? Like, how, how did you come to guard his, uh, treasure? He says, ah, well, not much of a relationship as you term it. I'm simply performing a service for the Open Lord. I watch over his gold and ensure that no one removes it other than him or an appointed successor. And in return, he allows me the use of the Dragon Staff of Argheron. He motions towards the small wooden staff still clutched in his front paws. Ooh, could he still get use of it? Could I mean, he's probably still holding onto it, but he's the bullet holds up Mr. Stingo's bullet has a staff too. What does yours do? Is that a um like well known staff for Dragonkind? For Dragonkind, yes. It's unlikely any of you any of you So heard Kobolds about. would know about it then? Kobolds would know actually, so I'll ask As you I was raised... to make an Arcana check with advantage. Of a fucking bitch. Um, that's with a, advantage. Yep, that's a nine with advantage. I rolled a two and a five. With advantage, Jesus. You've heard it's. You've heard the name, but that's all you know. Would Mr. Stick know anything about it? Mr. Stick is remaining silent for the moment, but Oranak smiles at a blind. Could I do a history check? You could try. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm pretty sure he's playing until he bought anyway. Yeah, but you might be able to have mm. leverage on him if you could figure it out yourself instead of him. That's a, that's a 15. So, you for rack history. your brains for a moment, trying to think where you've heard the term Dragon Staff of Argheron. And suddenly it occurs to you the city of Waterdeep is governed by a magical phenomenon known as the Dragon Ward. This is, for want of a better term, a magical bubble that, ensconce, that, that engulfs Waterdeep and prevents any dragons, regardless of their alignment or nature, from entering the city. However, anyone in possession of the dragon star uh, of Agheron is exempt of the dragon ward and may freely pass through or linger in the city. 
the open lord of Waterdeep would often grant this staff to dragons who were working with the Lord's Alliance or were trusted enough to live or pass through the city. Well, he could stay. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they would be willing to to talk with him about uh, some kind of alliance. Hmm. So he definitely said only someone of their bloodline, of the family's yeah. bloodline. Or an, either Neverember himself or an appointed successor. You could. So, Sir Lucian does have. Sir Lucian does have a signet of the Lord's Alliance, so you do have the option of trying to convince him that you are the appointed successors, if you'd want to be ballsy about it. Or that we're working for the appointed successor. Yes. I mean, he should be here. He said he was coming with. Yes. Showing up yet, though. Yes, you don't know where he is, but... Who? Who entered the temp... Who entered the... Um... Yeah, who entered the vault? Morph? Then, yeah, you don't yeah. know. And where did they hide? Because we've just... literally looked everywhere. Mm. As far as I know, unless you guys missed something when I was away last week. Uh, we um, much... Yeah, no, you don't know. Something mm. is not adding up. Mm. Oh no, is there people invisible that have been following us this entire time? No, because no, I would have picked that up with detect magic if they'd been would've. nearby. You would have. Yeah. Uh, this makes no sense. Uh, um, Avery is just looking around, going, "Where? Who? Oranax snorts some steam into the air, and he says, "So, as you can see, I must uphold my end of the bargain, as especially if Lord Neverember is no longer the Open Lord of Waterdeep, there is no guarantee that the Dragon Staff of Agheron may remain in my possession." And I've... Oh no, I think that's okay. Hey, Bob, Bob it. Well, you go. Sorry, I've been doing talking uh, to you. I was mostly planning was planning on saying that you know, since we seem to have an accord with the um, current open lord, we could probably make sure that the stuff remains in his possession. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was. That's pretty much what I was going to go through as well. Do you yeah, want I was. Since I have a bit of Yeah, problem. I was just about to say. Yeah, maybe you do it because yeah, yeah, I was going to go through the whole thing of we're working for Lady. Yeah, I Lady can never remember her name. Silverhand. Silverhand. And, um, well, technically, as the Queen of Sconeland, I'm technically working with yes. her. Not yes, for... yes, that's correct. And all... yeah, we don't see any reason why he would have to give up the stuff. So, okay, okay well, well, you do have this... Sir Lucian's insignia prominently on display. So, if you would like to try to convince Oranax that you are working for the Lord's Alliance, and Therefore, for the open Lord of Waterdeep, please make a persuasion check with advantage. I was going to say, do you want me to do a spiel first, or you could do yeah, do, do a spiel first. Well, so what would you like to say? Oh, I'm... Oh, Bob will step forward. Oh, sorry, was that was that as a kitty? Uh, I I have um, proficiency in persuasion. Ah, oh, so, so you can assist if. Oh, so if Bob it does, it's all good. I was going to say, Bob will step forward and go. Oh. I suppose I should properly introduce myself. I am, well, Queen Alessandra of, uh, of the Great Nation of Sconeland. I'm currently working, well, me and my compatriots here are working not only with the Open Lord of Never... Well, 
Waterdeep. Yeah. Waterdeep. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I got. For some reason I went to say Neverwinter. I went way. Yeah, no, that's where Neverember right. is. Yep. Is now the Lord yeah. of Neverwinter. Wrong one. Yeah. Yes. Currently working with the current uh, open lord of Waterdeep and the Lords Alliance. While also we were supposed to be here with the current appointed heir to the uh, Never uh, to the Neverember line, but he seems to not be here at the moment. Hmm. Um, make a persuade Yes. Make a persuade check with advantage. Okay, that plus seven better come goddamn handy. Alright, well it's an eight first, so hopefully the next roll's a little bit better. And that's a seventeen plus seven, so twenty-four. Oranax oh, takes a step forward and he moves his head down towards you, nuzzling you with the tip of his nose, and he says, An honor to meet you, my lady. <laughs> Withdraws his head, and he says, I must ask, however, if you work for the Lord's Alliance, as you claim, I must ask, what is their reason for acquiring Lord Neverember's gold? And why did he himself not come here to claim it? Mm, it would seem that Lord Never Neverember has uh, not only relocated to Waterdeep, he seems... Um, never went um, Never went there. God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, well, it's in, see, it's in my head, but yeah. it's, it's yeah. up on the way out. I swear I it seems he was, mm, seems to have current issues with the uh, current lords for some unknown reason and refuses to grant access of this fortune to the city. And, mm, oh, shit, I, had some, I was going somewhere with this. But, says Moranax, if he does not feel it is time to claim this gold, then what is their, their then what right do they have to claim it in his stead? They need it. <laughs> it they are the current chosen successor. Mm-hmm. Uh, going by your laws, great Moranax, the law that rule that you yourself has stated the chosen successor may uh, commandeer this gold for the use of the city and that is what they wish to do they wish to commandeer the gold to help build up the city and make the citizens lives better help the people please hmm. make a persuasion check shit uh, who's making it? Him or I? Ah, Bulb. I will help. Okay. This is going to go so well. What's my charisma score? Not this is going. That's a 15. Chosen successor, Ponders or an axe. Hmm. Well, I did mean a successor chosen by Neverember himself, of whom I was aware, but there is truth to your words. I did not specify, and as such, a successor to Neverember is a successor. He puffs steam out of his nostrils, and he says, Very well. The honourable thing would be to use this gold for the betterment of the people. I agree. Mm -hmm. 
However, if I am to allow you to take possession of the treasure stored here, I would ask that you speak in my stead to the open Lord of Waterdeep, requesting that I may take residence within Waterdeep and permanent possession of the Dragon Staff. Yeah, I think that can be arranged. That would be an easy task. Compared to what we've faced so far, we believe that would be an easy task to accomplish. Great, Ardax, we gladly accept this. However, I, I feel that an obvious request from the lady would be a um, admission that you would not terrorize, not, not terrorize, that would imply that you are not good, but you would not harm any citizens of Waterdeep. Oranax smiles and he says, hm. Do you, what do you take me for? Imrith or one of her brood? <laughs> no. I, 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 do not, I do not wish to imply that that is what I am implying. I am just stating that the lady would immediately come back with that request and I would just like to uh, avoid any insult implied in a new partnership by getting the question out of the way immediately. He smiles and he says, No offence taken. Be ensured that I would uh, keep to myself. I have quite come to enjoy my solitude here in this lovely dwarven construction and wish to adopt it as my home. It is a wonderful place to build a horde and... I can while away my hours here, not having to deal with the cacophony of the outside world. Mm. I relate to this on a personal level. <laughs> <laughs> we shall, we shall, once we have finished our business here, we shall immediately head forth and pass on your regards to the current open world of water deep. Veska raises her hand and jumps up and down, and she says, Ah, uh, a uh, quick question. Before you continue, Bobbit, are you really sure you want to cut a deal with a dragon? Yes. Why not? He seems friendly. Bob is immediately offended himself, <laughs> having been raised by kobolds who worship dragons. Uh, Avery is confused. This dragon seems friendly and, and honorable. Veska blushes a little bit, takes a step back, and she says, Forgive me. This, I have not had the pleasure of meeting a dragon before, but as a student You're of history... You're clearly not from cult, uh, Chult. <laughs> as a student of history and a student of magic, and uh, she reaches up and touches some of the some of the growths on her cheek that vaguely resemble reptilian scales. She says, I happen mm. to know a thing or two about those with dragon blood, and that is, one, they cannot keep their word, and two, <laughs> they will try their best to weasel out of it however they can. How, how do you know of gold dragons? She says, mm. not gold dragons specifically, but those of dragons. Mm. Shall color to what color to shut her mouth? What, <laughs> what, color, what color was the dragon that you, that you had issues with? She just glares at Bobbit and she says, black, okay, black. Veska, mm. gold dragons are said to be the most honorable of 
the dragons. And mm-hmm. um, as we have evidence right here, the great Oranix here kept his word for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. many years, many yeah. decades, long time. And I, no, not yes, putting my prejudices <laughs> forward, but I would take his word on just that alone. I hope that the dragon sees us defending him. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just sort yeah, of watching this mm. amused. He doesn't appear to be offended. Yeah. He's just amused. This is probably the biggest source of entertainment he's had in decades. <laughs> Please that. make oh. a persuade check, Bol. Oh, fuck. Bobbit would like, like to put in an assist by simply saying, look, if we ever come across the dragon that wronged you or anyone that he was related to, we will personally kick them for you. Does that help? Bobbit, make Bobbit. Uh, yes, you may make a persuade check instead of bowl. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, phew. And oh. that's a nat twenty. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Vesca you sighs. You wouldn't to know any of, of their family, would you? <laughs> Vesca sighs and she lets both of her arms go limp by her sides, and she says, "Fine, we'll make a deal <laughs> with this gold dragon." And then she mutters under her breath. Probably has a half daughter out there that he's been if that he's on the shits with you won't even talk to. <laughs> God <laughs> Wait, what did you I, I, I was yeah, that was a, that was an excellent grumble to the point where I didn't quite catch that. What was that? I heard in English parts of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oranax looks over at you and says, So, do I have your word? Mm. You're, you're yeah, definitely word Yes. You have the word of the, uh, on the honor of the great nation of Sconeland, you have my word. Oranax smiles. Then you have mine. He gestures towards the piles of gold. They are yours. Anyone who enters and claims to be friends of yours shall take this as they wish and use it for honorable purposes. My lord, before you commit to that oath... Can I maybe make an addendum that one of us be accompanying? Because anybody can say they are our friends. He smiles. He <clears> says, <throat> very well. Unless they are accompanying one of you, they shall be rent to pieces in my jaw. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Bob would pay a very pretty penny to see that. He smiles <laughs> again. He says, very well. Our deal is concluded. Fare thee well, inferior folk, and good <laughs> travels. He smiles again, and then he raises his claw and snaps it as if he's snapping a finger. And then suddenly, the great form of the dragon is gone. He's back to the dwarf, or is he just gone? He just appears to be gone. Ah. You have no idea where he's gone, but you can still feel his presence here in the vault. Bold okay. bows in all four cardinal directions. Thank I you, like Mr. Dragon. Dragon Dwarf. Thank you, Mr. Dragon Dwarf. With Dwarf that, Dragon. piles of tha- hundreds of thousands of coins lie before you. Would you like to liberate any of the money now, or would you like to simply return to your in, to your benefactors and inform them well, that the bounty I mean, is yours. I mean, it would be rude. Oh, shit. We probably should have asked to take some back as a uh, 
proof that we actually accomplished. Uh, uh, Bob, it's just going to call out going, Mr. Dragon, Mr. Great Dragon, if you're still here, would it be okay if we took a small sample of this bat to prove that we were here? Just as, to help, to help honor your word. As if to, as if to answer you, you feel the floor and walls suddenly shake, and a gold coin slides off one of the piles and lands at your feet. So, just one. If that's how you wish to interpret it. I mean, I... he could have just been going, take it. Shut up, Bob... take it. <laughs> Bob. Uh... Uh, puts his opinion forth and says, maybe we just uh, leave everything and just hope that they decide to come with us after we tell our story. Oh, but we'll take the one coin. And now Bob is just joining Vesker in the vague rumbling noise. <laughs> <laughs> you thank Oranax for his patience. And tell, bowing. tell bowing. him mm -hmm, you'll mm -hmm. return for the gold. And while bowing, make your way out of the vault. Make um, your way... Before yep. we leave, yep. is there any distinguishing features in this part of the vault that I could maybe take a rubbing of? Um, we have been in an ancient part of the... There are... Oh, I there are... Let's go to that one really nice alcove, alcove thing we are at before that Bob thought was really fascinating. Take a rubbing of that one. <laughs> there were no? this, this main vault oh, itself. There are carvings of dwarves in the stone walls, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. uh, if only had we had one of M1's um, Call of Cthulhu characters with a camera. Yeah, with a camera <laughs> to take camera. a photo. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe. Oh. Uh, Alright, well, we will take our one we'll leave it. We'll leave it and hope that. Yep. <laughs> Begin to make and your with way. That, I will be right back. Yep. yep. Begin to make your way back to the entrance. Once more, moving up the spiral staircase, moving through Dumathoin's room, making your way across the crumbling bridges, downstairs, past the past the cursed fresco that Bobbit was so transfixed mm -hmm. by, and you enter once again into the main foyer. It is here, as you enter, that you feel a wave of magical energy emanating throughout the foyer. And before you have a chance to react to it, a large purple vortex opens at the entrance to the vault. And out of it steps a pale-skinned elven wizard with long black hair and a sinister pitch-black coat, the image of a winged snake carved into no. the chest piece. No! As um. his feet touch the stone floor, several others step out of the vortex behind him. I ready my weapon. Two drow gunslingers. Ten Zentarum thugs. Shit. And then, last of all, a bulbous, spherical creature with a large, a large central eye, and tens of, tens of whirling 
writhing eye stalks. Oh, no. Orthanax said that he would help us. Well, oh, wait, no. No, that he would protect the gold, right? He would. Does he want to help? You're not in the room <laughs> with the gold, is the thing. No, we I'll have go to get give away the... Yeah. <laughs> you want to leave us one more place? I mean, we could just run back into the into the treasure room. That's a lot of the. That's a lot of running and a lot of movement. And a no, lot I of mean turn. that's a lot of badness right there. That is true. There is a there is a lot of people. There are... and I have a higher speed than all of you. The plus strange, I can use the strange beholder appears to be much smaller than the likes of Xanathar, but still. After your encounter in Xanathar's lair, seeing it does not exactly mm. make you feel confident about what nope. what is about to happen. Before you have a chance to do anything else, you hear a deafening crash as suddenly the stones in the northernmost wall begin to pass. Blown away by a great force. And behind them, you see, having apparently tunnelled through the ground, through the sewers of Waterdeep, into this chamber, brandishing their swords, Rainier Neverember and five soldiers of the Lord's Alliance. Oh, great. Now you turn up. We're trying to convince the dragon you were here for the gold. No, no, now you show up. Rainier looks around. He brushes dirt and dust off his armor. He opens his mouth and says, Sorry, uh, we decided to take an alternate route in case in case we beat you here. And he notices the Zentarum forces gathered at the front of the foyer. And he says, Oh, oh, I see. Everything's already over, isn't it? Um, no, you still have all of them to fight. He draws his sword motions for the soldiers accompanying him to do the same. Meanwhile, the Alvin wizard extends a hand. He says, fear not! Unless you mean us harm, we mean you no harm. Mm-hmm. He says, There are a I... lot of people with you yep. to say that. Mm-hmm. He says, well, you know, they say there's a gold dragon guarding this place. And... Well, I won't lie. Nice. We won't. I won't lie. You have something that I want, and mm-hmm. I brought some muscle with me in case we had to beat it out of you. He says, okay. "I am Manshoon. I have an idea. Chairman Manchun? of the Zentarim. I just want to hear what he wants first. Mm-hmm. Okay. He says, yes, you heard right. Chairman of the Zentarum, Supreme Leader, Grand Fubar of this glorious organization <laughs> that brings <laughs> law and order to the civilized people of Feyrun. What's your trading regime? Because we've killed a lot of your people already. <laughs> he simply looks at you. Simply looks at you. And his thugs brandish their weapons. He says, here are the terms of my deal. I want you to record, in no uncertain terms, that you grant us permission 
to liberate the gold of this vault that will allow us to get past the dragon and take the mm. gold for our own uses. You can see, I laugh uproariously. You can <laughs> laugh uproariously. <laughs> they want the shiny. We can offer a better training regime. He says, please, please, do not mock. There's a good reason. You see, does Antarum, for all you may have heard about us, provide an important purpose in the Sword Coast? You see, we protect trade routes. We provide protection, law and order for those towns and people who don't have the likes of the Lord's Alliance to rely on. And yes, while we take a cut of everything they do, we ensure that they get to conduct their business and live their lives in peace. The thing um, is... What, what question. Did, didn't you send your guys to attack us one night while we were sleeping? That doesn't sound very noble. He says, I never said we were noble, did I? <laughs> he smiles. Uh -huh. Just that we serve a purpose. He says, right, no. we killed them unarmored too. Gee, yeah. your training regime sucks! You see his bottom lip tremble and he says... Hmm. He says, I get that you are trying to goad me, but... Oh no, I'm not trying to goad you, I'm trying to convince your thugs that we can give them better training. We, you know, really, maybe we really don't want to have to do this. He says, if they want a job, maybe they should look at the Lord's Alliance. We can also offer them well, jobs. Well, you know. He says, I will appeal to your sense of honor. I will say one thing. The infrastructure of the Zentarum lies in ruins. You see, 20 odd years ago, the Zentarum tried to ensure that the civilized people uh. of the Sword Coast would be safe from marauding fire giants. However, a meddling group of adventurers put an end to this. Are they the ones trying to work with them? <laughs> and Sorry. so, yeah. any yeah, agreement we reached that. with the giants was null and void. The Zintarum did our best, but it is necessary that we acquire that gold to restore our infrastructure and our organization to its former glory, so that those parts of the Sword Coast that were ravished, that were ravaged by Lord Zalto's forces, oh, are right. able we're to live in for peace. All the bullshit that, we're paying for all the bullshit we did in the last campaign, that's just dandy. <laughs> he notices the momentary pause on your faces, then he smiles and he says, Yes, quite. As I said, a noble purpose. So, they're you may not make... noble though, they're shit. You may yeah, make yeah. this easy on yourselves and give us the and make your make it known to your dragon friends that we are to acquire the gold with your permission or once again his thugs brandish their weapons but you notice they're looking a little bit a little bit less confident this time after Bulb's words well yeah Ava was naked yeah which yeah, Ava, Ava killed like Ava three of them or yeah. We shall, uh, <laughs> beat it out of you. Your choice. I'm gonna say, I was naked! Can I try- I know I am the worst person to try a persuasion check. But can I try a persuasion check before this inevitably goes into a fight? An intimidation check, if you like. Or, or a persuasion check if you want to try to make an alternate arrangement with Manchu. 
Oh, that man's shooting all these thugs. Alright, go ahead and make an intimidation check and add some more salt onto that wound you've been <laughs> building up. <laughs> okay, so... Where did that go? I don't know what that rolled. That's... Um... Okay, before I reveal what I rolled, I'm still going to say it anyway, because... Mm. I want the opportunity. If yours fails, I if yours fails, I have an idea. That's true. We, as I have been spouting, ever trying to, you know, shut this guy up. We've killed many of your friends. Uh, one time when we were all basically naked after sleeping. Now, as he's just said, he's trying to get money to rebuild and make something stable. We are already stable, and as soon as we walk out of here, over your dead bodies or not, we're still going to come into a great deal of money. We can offer you alternate employment. And I rolled yeah. a 10. You rolled a 10. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, failing, failing that, you could always try and fight us. I mean, one of our guys dropped your guys off of a balcony, and you didn't even have pants on. You notice uh, the thugs. You notice the thugs looking around nervously, as if they're considering the idea. And then Manchun smiles and says, "We outnumber them. Don't be a fool. Whoever deals, yeah, whoever deals a killing blow gets a thousand gold apiece." You don't have that kind of money. You just said you didn't have that kind of money. <laughs> If you kill us, the whole, you point, don't of you, the whole point of you coming here was to take the money off of us. You don't have that money. Yeah, what are you paying them? If, if we die, literally no one gets anything. Yeah, you kill <laughs> us, then no one gets any money. Manchun simply looks towards the beholder floating next to him and says, There are ways to scour a dead mind of its secrets. Okay, well, gonna help I you. mean, no. even if you attack us, we're going to make sure we take the Beholder down first. <sighs> Try as you like, really? says Manchun. Really? Look, look, Clearly my men know their night. loyalties. Mm. He look, smiles. Clearly, is a, look, we'll make this simple. What if Bobbit gives you something that will help you get past the dragon? Man if you don't fight all of us all at once, how would you like something that would raises help? raises his eyebrows. He says, I'm listening. Bobbit has something on her that would give you definitive proof. All you have to do is tell your men here, your little thugs, to leave. The gunslinger and the dumbbell holder can stay if you want, but you have to know. Actually, you know what? Send your troops back and we'll deal with you personally. You, you take the item that we offer, and then maybe you know, we all get to live to see another day. How does that sound? Make a persuade check with disadvantage. I really wish you hadn't said disadvantage, because the first roll I did was a 20. <laughs> but a 16 plus 7 is pretty solid anyway. Yeah, it is. Manchun simply says, Hmm. Fine! He turns to his men. He says, Get out! She'll deal with them myself. The thugs salute him and silently make their way out of the vault. Could have come into money, you idiots. Yes. You notice that the drow gunslingers do not move. He says, My counterproposal, these two remain. Fine, but the beholder has to leave as well. 
You and the gunslingers can stay. The googly-eyed one has to leave. He looks at the beholder. The beholder looks back. Failing that? I mean, fa- said failing that, then, you know, a million dollars is a lot, a million gold's a, a lot to pass up on. Do you think your men would follow you if you turned down an honorable deal? He looks at the beholder. The beholder looks back at him. He shrugs, and he says, Ah, you've pushed your luck too far. I'll just kill you and take the information I need. With that, he snaps his right finger, and magical energy begins to surge down his hands. Roll for initiative, please. I got 14. 19. I got 18. 14. 19, 18, and how did Sir Lucian go? 18. At the very least, you don't have to deal with the thugs. Oh, mate. Yeah, Yeah, 18 for M1. Wow, so that'll be 17. And, okay. All right, Manchun, with his initiative of 21, gets to go first. Aw, (laughs) jerk. Right. He takes a step forward, pulls open his black robe, and reveals inside an ornately carved metallic staff. He smiles. He says, My staff of power. (laughs) Love it calls dibs. It's metal, you can have it. He, re- he looks over all of you as if he's deciding what to do. And then... It's going to be Bobble Bobbit. I can just put money on it. He raises, <laughs> he raises the star and he casts upon Sir Lucian oh, no. Finger of Death. Oh, shit. The staff vibrates and a spectral ray of energy silently extends, striking Sir Lucian in the chest. Sir Lucian, please make a constitution save. Oh dear. Well, someone's been a cunt. Yes, I mean, sorry. No, uh, yeah. Uh, 13. 13. That is a pass. You take 30 points of necrotic damage. That was a pass. Yeah. I have a funny feeling in my tummy. (laughs) It is Bobbit's turn. (laughs) Designated healing, this good fight. Yeah, I was going to say, Bobbit wants that stuff, and Bobbit... Well, Bobbit said she was going to give you something to help you out, and Bobbit's not... wasn't lying on that. So we'll see how this helps, and... Bobbit is going to take out his staff and then remove... Let's say three of these stones from her necklace of fireball. I would like to uh, cast catapult on them and throw them directly at uh, Mr. Mill. Move so I can actually see yep. where he is. So right and fire here. that mm-hmm. Calmly <laughs> walk out to the middle of the foyer. Grab your necklace of fireballs, hurl it into the air, and cast catapult. Just on three of the stones. I'm not throwing the whole thing, but... Well, that being said, actually, uh, keep mm. some so that you can repair it. <laughs> you can. 
You know what? Bugger it, I'm keeping, I'll throw all but one. All but one, okay. So how many beads altogether? Well, I had a full necklace, so that was... Yep. You're gonna throw all of them that... but one, so... That's gonna be Actually, like where, where five beads. Let me just check, let me just check the... If I do have a necklace of... I appreciate it, necklace of fireball on my... Items, burial crap, I don't do it. Necklace of fireball, it says 1d6 plus 3, so... I believe I got... I think I had 8 all up. So basically I'm throwing 7 at this particular area. Okay. Which work at two, I believe. That's oh, gonna be a ninth level fireball. Yep. Well, first I'm gonna get Manchun and his beholder to do dex checks to avoid taking damage from well, actually, being catapulted. Well, actually, yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Well, Manchun has rolled a five, so you may roll the <laughs> catapult damage on. So he first. takes he takes four d8 bludgeoning off the bat before we even get to what's coming next. Yep. Mm -hmm. He's going to take 18 points of bludgeoning. And then, well, did the Beholder... The Beholder... Well? Uh, the Beholder has rolled a 14. And that fails as well, so you can take 18 as well, you dick. <laughs> so basically, just what does this... Oh, the majority and all these little red stones basically fly through the air and just absolutely pelt into them. Yep. And Bobber just smiles and says... And boom, boom, boom. 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 <laughs> okay. And yeah, he, roll I your damage, please. Uh, well, I believe you have to do dex first, sir. Frame ah, fireball. Very well. Well, Manchun's uh, uh, robe of the arch magi gives him advantage on saving throws, so that's going to oh be. Oh my god! I hope you don't incinerate him. That's going to be a sixteen. On him. Just passes. You actually wait. And for the beholder, it's a nat 20, so 22 all up. So they both You guys passed. are dicks. You guys are dicks. <laughs> so. Hmm. How much damage does a ninth level fireball even do? And does it just. Is it just those guys? Or would it hit the. Um, it would hit the. Hit the um, if I'm yeah, aiming it down as the, well. We, yeah, so, um, yeah, keep keep it going, keep it going. Unfortunately, you don't get to find out, because as soon as the beads hit him and begin to drop to the floor, Manchun oh. uses his reaction to cast Counterspell. But... No, Wait. no, you... Is that no. kind of one or, or yeah. five? It's a ninth level yeah, fireball, mate. Yep. I don't think he has going to spell high enough for that. He does have to roll. He he has he he does have a ninth level spell slot, but he's saving that. No. So what he's going to do is he's going to no. attempt an in, a DC nineteen intelligence check to counter spell it. I'm going to be so pissed that waste this and there's nothing. He's going to get plus six on that. That's a thirteen. Roll your damage. Oh yeah, fuck. That's like Fucking thought you. Oh, oh, oh shit. Okay, so I gotta check. Level that is going to be fourteen d six. So what are the drow rolls? Since you now have to roll yep, for the, the drow. The drow gets uh, a fifteen and a sixteen respectively. So one of you have just failed this. That would have been lovely. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't one of them fail? Oh, well, it's just... I thought it was fifteen. Yeah, one of them failed. Save was 15. Okay, yeah. well. Well, whatever the health half of uh, 53 is, so is that what most of them are taking. 
uh, 27 points of damage for Manchu, and... the Beholder, and one of the Drow. And meanwhile, the other Drow Gunslinger burns to death horribly. It's just the, just the biggest fireball ever seen. He oh, has just... barely time to just go... He barely just has time to go, ah! Before he's incinerated. <laughs> oh, I was just going, ah. Ooh. That means that he's used his counter spell. That means he's used his reaction. Yeah, he yes. It. That means he's he wasted, wasted it. it. Yeah. But does the robe of Archmagi give him a counter spell? That's a question. We don't know that. We don't know. Okay. Okay, uh, it is I'm now. Up with plans. Well, it, is, it is now I'm Sir done. Lucian's turn. I thought it was mine. Uh, yes, Ava's first. Yeah, Ava then Sir Lucy. Ava's the idea. Yeah. Well, Ava first. You guys do that. Bob and Pimp. Bob just fired off a ninth level spell. Bob's gonna go take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're using my names. Um, Bob wants that fucking robe. Do we want me? We don't need the dragon. If Do you... we need the dragon? I can go and get him. You can go get him if you think you need him, but you've oh. already cleared out most of his forces, so... Well, let's just yeah. look at this real quick. A gunslinger died at 53 health, <coughs> died from 53 damage, and this one has taken 27 at least, yeah, so Yeah, so that's... this one's at least if... on half health. Yeah, at least. So... It worries me that Manchun has a ninth level spell slot. But at least the gunslinger can be taken down, I would say, in one of your turns for sure, if you hit. I mean, I can do both. I can hit the gunslinger and go. Because uh, I've got a bonus action, which is, which will be used for strike, because of course it is. Yeah. And then I've got two attacks and movement. don't think we're going to need the dragon this, like, I don't think, I personally, this is my opinion, so take it or leave it, don't think you'll need to leave to t get the dragon this turn. Okay. Because we do have Rainier and five, five soldiers, soldiers as yes. well. And there may be more support on the way. Alright, well, um, I'll observe for strike, of course. Yep, you um, cast Zephyr Strike on yourself. Yep, as my bonus action. Uh, I will try and hit uh, the first gun, or the, the only the gun that's left. Yep, go ahead. <laughs> what did I get? Um, Mass. Uh, that was only 15. 15, that is, uh, let me check, on a Drow Gunslinger, that is a miss, unfortunately. Your arrow just bounces uselessly off his leather armor. That's okay, I'll try and hit him again. Try and go again, yep. Alright, that was an 18. That's a hit, roll for damage. And I'll use, actually... I'll be using the flopping. 
Yep, swamping arrow. Okay. <laughs> so hit him. He falls. He's going to make a constitution save, which he fails, getting a nat one and falling prone, <laughs> landing on the cold stone tiles as your arrow hits him. And he will take uh, nine regular damage. Nine regular damage plus your psychic. Uh, which I have to do in chat because I still haven't found my d4. Yep. <laughs> One, D4, which was four. Yep, four. Um, okay, so 13 damage altogether. He's looking quite hurt. And... Uh, I, haven't, I didn't give myself advantage on that, so... Yeah. So I will then move behind uh, one pillar. of the big stone pillars. There you go. It is Sir Lucian's turn. <clears throat> Sorry, gave him emphysema cough. <laughs> okay. Um, is Manchu really our main primary target here? Isn't he it? seems to be the big boss. Yes, he is the leader. Yes. Would it be possible for me to charge in with a charge blade, or is he too far away? No, he's just close enough. You'd be here. Just rush forward. Oh. Ah! Exactly, I'll have to do that, and can I do with him my superiority die? Oh yes, which which manoeuvre would you like to use? Uh, okay, can I do parriage? Okay, I'm going to try my goading attack, yep. if it passes. Alright. Alright, let's roll Go ahead, hit. roll to hit him first. Oh, shit. Three. Three. You swing your sword. Unfortunately, it seems to bounce off his pitch black robe. You do have your extra attack, though. Would you like to go again yeah. and attempt the same thing again? Can I also... Would it be possible to use my clockwork amulet? Ah, yes, you can. If you would like to add, make your roll just ten. Ah, uh, okay. So it'll make, your, be... it'll make your roll ten plus your to hit bonus. So I think your roll would be sixteen. Which, if his armor class is 16 or lower, would mean you've hit him. But we don't know All what his right, armor let's, class is. Let's give it a shot, shall we? Alright, so you you raise the clockwork he amulet in your hand and press yeah. the button on it. And then you swing with your sword, rolling a 16. That's a hit. Would you like to spend your charge now and deal 2d8? Yes, please. Alright, 2d8 damage. And you get to add your superiority die to it as well. Oh, beautiful. Uh, do I need, to, I need to roll for a security? I don't know. You do, add, you do roll and add to that to your damage, yes. Alright, beautiful. 2d8. That is a 4. Gosh, that was terrible. 4 plus your, plus your uh, superiority die. And your damage modifier. Yep. Oh, uh, not damage modifier. Uh, your weapon. Yeah. Thingy. Yeah. No, he's doing you it. You knew what uh, Yeah, I'm trying to figure all this crap out now. <laughs> oh, gosh, what am I doing? Uh, sheesh. Sorry, guys. That's okay. Four. I think that's, what, seven altogether, I think. Seven altogether, plus Manchun fails his wisdom save. Your goading attack goes off, and now he gets disadvantage to attack anyone other than you. So a good hit <laughs> altogether. 
It's now the enemy's turn. Drow gunslinger number one raises his gun and fires at Bobbit in retaliation for the fireball. That is an 18 to hit, so that's a hit on Bobbit. That's seven piercing damage plus uh, 11 poison damage, so 18 damage altogether. Wow. Don't hurt Thank my baby. You. Was it something I said? Oh, right. The flaming ball of death. <laughs> <laughs> it is the beholder's <laughs> turn. The beholder shoots and shoots three of its eye rays. The e. first one hits Sir Lucian, and it is a sleep ray. Sir Lucian, you must make a wisdom save. Uh-oh. All right, let's do this by the heart of your calcos. That is a fail of a four. That is a fail. So Lucian Lucian (laughs) drops to the ground, snoring loudly, knocked unconscious by the sleep ray. The second ray is a devour magic ray, and it is targeted at Bobbit. Bobbit, please make a deck save. Oh, no, 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 I don't like that. Don't want that. That sounds all kinds of bad. And that's a 22. A 22. You duck as the race race flies over your head and none of your magic items are devoured. Oh, shit. The final ray... Would the beholder have actually been able to see, Bobbit? Yeah, it could see. It could see where the vibe... It could see where the beads came from, yeah. Oh, sorry, I'll move it. I'll move it. Up here, so it's just seeing. There we go. Because it could see, it could okay. see what the drow, that the drow's firing at something. So it came up. Uh, it's <laughs> just crouched in, shaking like a leaf, going, "Nope, nope, don't like that. Don't want that." The third is a paralyzing ray at Bobbit. Bobbit, make a Constitution save, please. Okay. Ooh. That's a non-nat 20. Woo! You're fine. Thank Once you. again, you duck huh. dodging this ray as it flies over you. Stop again. What did Bobbert do? Oh, yeah. Rainier shouts, charge! And charges up next to Bobbert with his soldiers following behind him. Rainier raises his crossbow and fires at a drow gunslinger. He rolls an 11 and misses. Uh, these guys are as well trained as the rest of the Zentaran. It is at this point that you see that you feel a gust of wind blowing through the foyer, and you hear the sound of distantly blowing trees. Suddenly, a tornado of leaves begins to swirl up in the middle of the foyer, and when uh-huh. it departs, Malinar Fellbranch stands in the foyer. Mm-hmm. He looks oh, over just at has stars in her eyes. <laughs> he looks over at what? Bulb and Ava and Bobbit, and he nods and he says, "I can always tell when a fellow Enclave member is in trouble." He raises his hand and he casts Cure Wounds on. He casts Cure Wounds on Bobbit, healing Bobbit for ten HP. Yay! Okay, it is now Bulb's turn. Okay, Bulb! 
is going to run if Bulb hides here. Yep. Can she see? Can he? Sorry. See. Um, you can indeed Manchin. see. You can indeed see Manchin. Okay. As my bonus action, I cast Healing Spirit. Yep. Make it right here. Appear. Yes. Also, that's a question. It's been over two and a half hours now, hasn't it? Yes, yeah, so you're doing yeah, it again. Yeah. Um, no, this isn't Sned. This is Healing uh, Spirit. I'm just going to use Sned have... as the Healing Spirit. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, I did take off one of my charges a wild check for that before. Um, and then I'm going to cast... Oh, first off, everyone gets... Uh, is it just a D6? Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, it's just D6. Oh, yeah, it's just a D6. So everyone gets three hit yeah. points back. Three hit points. At, at the start of your turn, you all get you all get to roll a D6. Yep. Uh, now, do you want me to do another healing on Sir Lucian? Or do you want me to try and take out that Beholder? Hmm. I mean, Sir Lucian's not really doing much at the moment. I got the Beholder. <clears throat> Solution's doing nothing but, you know, tripping over his own shoelaces. Okay. Like, you know, all the well, time. Bulb is then going to He's still, the attackers from, um, <laughs> Manchun are still directed at Solution. So, yeah. Have... Even if he's sleeping. <laughs> yeah, Solution's just... sleeping. He's to attack you, I think. Well, he doesn't well, have to, but he'll, he he'll be disadvantaged if he tries to attack someone else. Yeah, we've got to keep him alive. <laughs> yeah, he needs to be alive. He, he's our punching bag. We must keep him that way. Kind of. He's in the Oh, I am so stealing that fucking stuff. And I want the robe, which means I'm not going to hit Manchun with a fire spell. Because I just I know Dale will say it'll get fucking burnt. Um... I threw that ninth level fireball, and I don't. I'm not apologising. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. If it had been taken out by that, I wouldn't complain. Um. Also, I will point out, just so you're aware, that you that you understand that the reason why you didn't detect Manchun coming in is because he was plane shifted. So I will point out that he does have plane shift because that's how you um, saw him. You saw him come out of the portal. The word yeah. of. What's the fucking wording of um, Scorching Ray? Because if it says sets things on fire... <gasps> okay, it, it, nowhere does it say things catch fire. No, that's... no, it doesn't. Okay, well, I'm going to try and damage Manchun. Because yep. I have a healing out, it's concentration... I'm going to cast a Scorching Ray at second level at Manchun. Yep. Go ahead. Because this will probably be my only chance to get a damaging spell with his um, fucking counter spell. That's a lot fucking better. That is an 18, a 23, and a 24. 24. Okay. Those are all hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay, 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 okay. 2d6 for each one, all three hits. So I'm gonna roll four and then roll two more. And he has used his reaction already, roll. so. That's five, 10, 14, 17. Gotta roll two more. 
26 damage. Ooh, nice. Um, and then do I have any more movement? Uh, yeah. And then I would like to move another five feet into, into the here. hallway. Yep. Hear Manchun swear in Alvin as, as flames char his cloak. It's Veska's turn. She steps up behind Bobbit and casts Shatter. Ooh. Right here. Oh. No. Yeah, you look. Wait, she's being smart enough to cast it so that the allies don't get hurt? Yes, she's huh. casting it where it won't actually hit Sir Lucian. Mm. Manchun, his. Oh, pity. <coughs> Manchun and the Drow Gunslinger uh, both pass their deck saves and take 12 okay. points of lightning damage. You hear Veska go, damn it! Knowing her spell has not gone off the way she wanted. Okay, now that's it, Bobbits. It's Manchun's turn. Uses his first Eep. legendary reaction to shout, Get in here! And then. Oh, shit. And then suddenly, two drow gunslingers run in from okay. outside the vault and take up positions. In maybe, the room. maybe we will need that help, baby. <laughs> I should have just gone last turn. Manchun then stands in the <laughs> entrance. Manchun then stands in the entrance to the vault and casts Globe of Invincibility. Oh, you piece of shit! <laughs> A oh, magical fuck. bubble materializes <laughs> and engulfs him protecting him from the effects of all spells cast from outside the circle. And he's centering it just on himself, not on anyone else. It is now Bobbit's turn. But... <coughs> is the Beholder still in... Oh, okay, the Beholder's, beholder's just not in the circle? Yep. Or... Beholder's just out okay. of the circle. This, this annoys me. I want this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be in there, I can't even get to him now, because almost all of my attacks involve bloody spells. You have your gun. Uh, hmm. That is true. Can I hit him from here? You sure hmm. can. Okay, well, I'll take a quick bonus action to load up one of the... Uh, Poison bullets. You know, oh, actually, Fire I was going to say one of the fire shots. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, and bomb bullets. It's a plus eight, so it's going to be 21 to hit. 21 <laughs> to hit? Your bullet pierces through his globe of invulnerability and strikes him in the chest. Roll for damage. Ah, uh, just like you imagine him doing the whole smoke you've got. Haha, I am behind my thing. None of your spells will do this. Blood the gun. This isn't a spell. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's anime as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that's. That's plus. God, I keep forgetting. Plus. Plus five, so it's gonna be twenty-three points of damage. Ooh, nice! A nice hit. It's Ava's turn. <laughs> magic gun, magic Don't gun. Don't forget to roll gun. your d6 for healing at the start of your turn, by the way. Oh yeah, best to do that. Thank you. Best to do that. Three. Uh, just that temporary healing probably came in really handy. Yes. Yeah, mine's oh, yeah, gone. I still have temporary... <laughs> yeah, have, temporary hit points. Yeah, I've been mine's, taking mine's, mine's my, my regular ones. 
<laughs> I should have just added and, it to my um, so that means not. I did the same thing. There we go. All right. Sorry. Um, all right. So I think we've decided we want the dragon. Yes. Do we? Nothing. Ah, powdered dragon bone. No, no powdered dragon bone. It's a great aphrodisiac. He's most mostly aiming to protect the vault itself. I'm not sure if he. Well, they're trying to get to the vault. Hmm. Well, they're trying to kill you, so. Yeah, to get to the vault. Yeah. It's yeah, up to you if you want to go for if you want to go for Oranax, mm. it's up to you if you think he will help. I think so. Alright, so you use all your movement and persuasion, so Yep, you use all your movement to fly Gosh. up to fly up to the room. That's all your movement for this turn, because yep, that was that 60 is. feet up. I think. So that's Ava's uh, turn. Wait. Uh, wait, did we double my air or just land? Only speed? your move, only your land movement, I think. Ah, okay. Damn it. Would you like to try to shoot an arrow at someone from up here? Because it is directly above the battlefield. Um, can I get inside the room, possibly? Ah, uh, yes, you can. You dash into the room, and that's the end of your turn. Alright. Okay. I don't want to, like, get attention. Sir Lucian, please make a constitution save to try to wake up. So wake up, up. you experience. <laughs> I got a 14! 14! I have a reason. You open your eyes and feeling groggy, you climb to your feet. Mommy so and daddy, oh, it's just mate. you? Take one <laughs> d6 healing. Yeah, take one d6 healing and then you can take your turn. Wow. Oh, I'm awake. Yes. <laughs> Alright, two points, what the 15, beautiful. Okay, so am I at a disadvantage if I charge into no, you could, uh, Manchuria? His his globe does not does nothing against physical attacks. You could just charge right in there if you want. You can take it for a round. Right. You just gotta rush Sorry. in. Ah! And as you rush in, you get an attack of opportunity from Drow Gunslinger One. Fires his gun Good. at disadvantage because he's in melee range, so that's going to be a seventeen to uh, seventeen on the first and nine on the other. So that's fine, Sir Lucian. You just feel the bullets bouncing off your shield as you charge up towards Manchun. Roll to hit with your sword. Manchun has a funny name. Uh, that is a twelve. A twelve, unfortunately. That does not hit him, bouncing off his robe of the Archmage. You do have your extra attack, go uh, ahead. And attack with your extra attack. I got a 20. 20, nat 20, roll, yeah! You go, ah! Go in, roll your damage and double it. Alright, let's do this. Uh, 2d is the same thing, 10. Yep. 10 damage, go. not bad, um, so just slash part of his cloak away, and he's- Wait, so is that 20? Yeah, I got that 20. Yeah, but he, but he doubled 20. his attack, his initial attack was 5. That's 5. Yeah. Uh, please, yeah. Please, please don't damage the cloak. You see Manchun <laughs> looking somewhat 
worried as he sees you inside his globe of invulnerability. What a sleepy baby, swing! <laughs> it's the enemy's turn. Drow Gunslinger 1 and 3 fire their guns at the Lord's Alliance soldiers. They hit and gun down two of the soldiers, leaving only three. It's the Beholder's turn. He comes out from hiding, moves into the center, moves into the center of the room, drawing an attack of opportunity from Rainier. He nat twenties, hitting it for twelve oh. points of damage. And then the Beholder lets loose its eye rays. The first one is a fire ray at Bulb. Bulb, you need to make a deck save, please. Oh, you, no. may, you may make it with advantage because you are behind cover. Duck and cover. Ha That is a 21. 21. Okay, you only, take half of, you only take half of the damage, so that's going to be uh, 11 points of fire damage. Okay, now for... Um, concentration, uh, is that, do I have to get an 11? Yeah, you have to get an 11. 10? You have to get an 11. <coughs> it's an 11 exactly. Um, you're fine, you maintain concentration. The second Ooh. is a sleep ray at Bobbit. Bobbit, make a wisdom save, please. Uh. Ah, that's a 19. 19. Well, you dodge well, as it sails hey, actually, over your head. Say, I'm pretty sure I can't go to sleep anyway. Yeah, so it'll I just can't be forced by any means, so you can't do shit. Yep. And <laughs> Bob just stands there and scratches her head and goes, ah, tickles. And the third is an innovation ray that it fires 60 feet up in the air towards Ava. Ava, please mm. make a constitution save. Okay, that is 17 plus 3, so 22, okay, 21. Yep. So the, you manage to avoid being hit by the bulk of the ray, and you only take 9 points of necrotic damage. Okay. Rainier rushes forwards, engaging the beholder. He hits it for 8 points of damage. The three soldiers move up, and they get... Four guaranteed hits, and so that is 21 damage altogether from the soldiers. Damn. Malinar steps forwards and he casts Bark Skin. He runs forwards and casts Bark Skin on Bobbit. Oh? What do? You now have resistance to physical damage. Actually, Stone Skin, sorry, not Bark Skin. Yeah, he casts yeah, Stone Skin. Yeah, I was going to say Bark Skin yeah. 16 AC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yep. no, so you Stone Skin that just gives. Yep, you have Stone Skin. He touches your flesh and it becomes as hard as stone until the spell ends. You have resistance to non magical bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Sorry. Hooray! Bring it on, come on. Drow Gunslinger <laughs> 4 steps forward. Oh, Moonshine. <laughs> and he makes a shot against Bobbit. Bring it. He Bring it on, come on. <laughs> rolls an 18 hitting Bobbit. Ow. Bobbit, you take 3 points of piercing damage with your resistance, plus 4 points of poison damage. 
Ow. Okay, it is Bulb's turn. Okay, well, nothing I can do is going to hit that Manchun piece of shit. So... Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna think. I go for the beholder. Um, yep. What's Bobbit's health? Uh, Bobbit's is at uh, on a scale of one to fifty, we're at about thirty-two. Okay, so you're not doing too bad, and with mm. that resistance, that's going to be good. So I'm going to step forward one square. Yep. So to the right one square, and I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers on the beholder. Ooh, okay, so the Beholder's going to make his check. And, and uh, he needs to beat a 15. He got a 5. Woohoo! Uh, oh, great, now I'm going to bring up the Snot Whispers. Uh, Snot Whispers. I have so many tabs open right now. Yeah. Just <laughs> at first level is, if it will load, uh, 3d6 psychic damage. Ooh, go ahead and roll. That's at level 1? Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that's nine damage, but now it must move its uh, movement range away from me. Yep, away from you. As the Beholder moves away, Rainier gets an, Rainier and the soldiers get attacks of opportunity. Rainier misses. Actually, don't do Dang. attacks of opportunity for mobs, only Rainier. It moves away, moving Aww. to the opposite side of the room, far as far away from you as possible. Um, and then a healing word wouldn't hit Sir Lucian, would it? No. Because he's in the yet. invincibility. Yeah, he's in the invincibility. Um, uh, what else do I have as... I don't have anything as a bonus action that I can use. So... That will be... Me done. I will move five back feet in. back yep, into the hallway. Back in. Yep. Lovely. And yeah. as the beholder moves away from you, frightened, I'd like you to make a nature check, please, Bob. Okie dokie. Oh, nat 20. Oh. As you get a good look at the thing as it moves away, you realize it's not actually a beholder at all, but a gout sometimes known as a lesser beholder. So could I look up the statue for that, seeing as I got a If you like, or... go ahead. You may look up the gal. If Blinky consumes that, will it become stronger? Is this how this works? <laughs> <laughs> it's right, new mission. Turn. Blinky needs to eat a beholder. <laughs> it's Veska's turn. She casts Blur on herself. And then Ooh. rushes into the globe of invulnerability and attacks Manchun with her. Oh wow! Oh wow! Look at her go. She hits him for four damage. Wait! Look at her go. Every big chance. It is Manchun's turn. He steps oh forwards, drawing an attack of opportunity <coughs> from Sir Lucian. Sir Lucian, you may roll to hit him. Oh. When are you from Vesca? Yeah, Vesca next. Ah. Uh, 16. 16. You do oh, hit him. Go ahead and roll your damage. <coughs> Make him good. Oh, shit. Nat 20. Nat 20. Oh. Well, you don't get a nat 20. No, no. You gotta roll for your damage. No, no. You gotta roll your damage. You're already rolling. Oh, shit. Yeah, so just well, the DA. In... 
Just wish to see giggles. There's a. There is a. <laughs> yeah, there's your nuts. Yeah, pretty. Rolling, you're rolling at 25 <laughs> points. Oh, mentions out of the. Okay. <coughs> oh no, it, it comes with him. It comes with him. Oh, it's okay. just I can't okay. move with him. Oh no. Oh yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me five see. Five points of damage. Five points of damage. Manchun passes his concentration check, unfortunately. Dang. Veska um, gets an attack. Did one when I shoot him before? Yeah, but he passed it. Veska, no. I just didn't say. Um, Veska gets an attack of opportunity. She nat 20s. She hits Damn. him for 18 points of damage. And he failed oh. his concentration check with Globe of Invulnerability. Oh, it's just crazy. Well, well, well. Look who came back. <laughs> um, as. Bulb realizes that this is a gout, <coughs> he yells out, Do not kill this thing within melee range. Mm, yes. Okay. It will explode. Did <laughs> <laughs> okay. so that mean that you want to like, like punt it? <laughs> kill it at least ten feet away from you. Man Shun raises his hand and, and casts a lightning bolt at fifth oh. level. Oh. Um, I need uh, Bobbit to make a dex check, please. Oh no. Dex save. Um, Don't hurt my Bobbit. Uh, how's a 14 look? 14 is just a pass. Oh, thank god. I'll roll for Rainier, the soldiers, and Melanor. Right no. here, passes, Malinor passes, none of the soldiers do. Okay, here comes... Right, aren't they? Here comes Ooh. the fifth level... Uh, here comes the fifth level lightning bolt. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> and then... Okay, Bobbit, you take 15 points of lightning damage. Oh, Rainier so and Malinor each take 15. The soldiers each take 30 and they scream as they go down. I'm just glad you said 15. For half a second, I thought you said. Bob pulls out the scroll of Revivify, shakes his head, and puts it back in his pack. Yep. Wow. Okay. It is Bobbit's turn. That hurt, you jerk. Oh. Collective use burning hands. Blood, risk, and solution are kind of directly in the line of fire. Um, Do you still have that tentacle um, eating spell, the three tentacle thingies? Yes, I do. Though someone is definitely going to need to heal me because that, that last shot hurt. Although I do have to take my. I do indeed. I can run forward and heal you. Mm, fair enough, if you want me to start, start wailing on him with tentacles instead. I was just saying it's an option. Oh, and also, before he ends his turn, Manshun readies an action, a reaction. Mm -hmm. Ah, there we go. There we go. Uh, but uh, you don't know what it is, though. I just, I forgot. Mm. I did have it prepared, and it's not it's not actually to do with you, Bulb, so you can go ahead and do what you want. Uh, I only have one I'm more. sure that makes everybody feel great. Yeah. <laughs> I only have one more spell slot to use. No, my one of my warlock spell slots left. But hmm, you know what? Mm. 
Actually, I know something I could work with here since there's a large group and Bob, it's going to pull out her wand of magic missiles. Oh, yes. And as much as I want to target the gunslingers, I think I'm just going to... Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll go complete hammer and tong on Mr. Manchun here. So fire it off at, I believe it's, it's seven charges, so six level. Yep. So that will be... Uh, a lot. A lot of damage. Well, hopefully. Um, what is it for? Six level magic missile. Five all up. Yep, that's all up. So eleven d four. Eleven d four plus one plus eleven d four plus eleven. All of that's that. going to be thirty five points of uh, force damage there. Basically, yeah. You see the <laughs> missiles slam into Manchun, nearly knocking him off his feet. He looks at you, his bloodshot eyes filled with pain and hatred. Uh, but once that's death. <laughs> it is Ava's turn. Ava shall continue going for the dragon. Yep. Rush down the spiral staircase and arrive in the main vault. And, that's and I will yell out. You begin yelling out as soon as you reach there, but that's your movement for this turn done. Yes. So far, you get no response. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. He can fly faster than me. <laughs> yeah. It is Sir Lucian's turn. He can fly faster than you, don't worry. I would bloody hope so. <laughs> He's a dragon. Yep. He, yeah. I'm he just will. a bird. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's see where I am. Down the Okay, bottom. closest to me is Manchu currently engaged with Veska or Yep. Or you could take finish off Drow Gunslinger one here. Cause he's Yeah, dead. let's put him out of let's let's do that. Put let's him put him out of his misery. misery. Okay, roll to hit him. Alright. Come on, that twenty. Hey, sixteen, that's alright. Plus your strength, that's a hit. Roll for damage. Roll your D eight. Alrighty, get me a little D8 out. Type in a few little words. And that is a six. You insert your blade under the plates of his armor and he gurgles as he dies. Yay! <laughs> it's the NPC's turn. Rainier rushes towards Manchun and this triggers his reaction. As a reaction, he casts Power Word Kill on Rainier. Uh, he holds out fuck. his hand and simply says, Die. And then a flash of green light extends from his oh, staff. It hits Rainier in the chest, and without even a breath, Rainier falls to the ground, dead. He just straight he up a vodka dove in his ass. <laughs> on the bright side, power will kill. I called it. <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, on the bright side, power will kill is an extremely powerful spell, so I'm guessing that's what he was saving his ninth level spell for. Yep. Bastard. He was going to, whoever, whoever charged at him was going to get it. Oh, I'm really glad I didn't yeah. use the uh, tentacles. Yeah. That would have sucked. Drow Gunslinger Ooh. 3 raises his gun Ooh. and fires at Sir Lucian. I could have died. You could have. <laughs> and that's a 
Nat 20 to hit with the gun on Sir Lucian. Sir Lucian might die. <laughs> Sir Lucian takes 22 Again. piercing damage, plus 30 poison damage. I think Sir Lucian goes down. No, yeah, he's geez. definitely down. Yep. Shut so make the your, heart. Make your, first, not out. make your first death <laughs> save, Sir Lucian. Shut through the heart! Uh, this saves D20, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and if you get above 10, that's a pass. 16! You pass! Yeah. And I'm sure Bulb will revive you next round. Drow Gunslinger 4 oh, runs through the foyer, aims his gun at Bulb, and fires. Oh. Bang! And that is a 14 to hit, so Bulb is fine. Uh, yes, my... Yeah, my armor class is 15! <laughs> yeah. You see him raise the gun and you duck as he <laughs> fires. Boom! Yeah, I'm two feet tall, so how can he see me past Melanor? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Malinor, speaking of Malinor, Malinor rushes over, stands between Drow Gunslinger 4 and the Gauth, prompting an attack of opportunity from Drow Gunslinger. Are you doing Malinor? Yeah, I'm doing Malinor. Fires. And that's a 23 to hit Malinor with his pistol. Malinor takes 7 points of piercing damage, 8 points of poison damage. Malinor no. casts Thunder Wave. Ooh, okay. The Gauth and the Drow both fail their death saves. The Drow is knocked five Help. feet away, yeah, still alive. And the Gauth begins to shriek in pain. You see its bulbous mass beginning to vibrate. And then, boom! It releases a wave of magical energy exploding towards Melanor. God damn it! I really didn't need to go get the fucking dragon, did I? Especially if there was a thunder wave, the thunder wave would have alerted it anyway. <laughs> well, you don't know. Maybe he can't hear down there. Maybe he can't hear down there. Um, and that is... Oh, Melanor well, failed Well, if he does save. get alerted, he can carry me up. <laughs> Melanor takes ten points of damage. He is still up. Ooh. Oh, thank oh, God. Manchun yeah. sees the Gauth explode and he says, No! My familiar! You'll pay for killing oh. Winky! <laughs> real original! It is now <laughs> Bulb's going, turn. Robert, Robert did it first, you jerk. <laughs> it is Bulb's, Bulb's turn. turn. Um, well, I run ten feet to the right and immediately cast... Um, healing word on Sir Lucian. On Sir Lucian, um, yep. Hold on, how much is healing word? Thank you. Uh, healing one dead word. body to a not dead body, thank you. I already had healing word up, I don't know. Healing word is a d4 plus spell casting, so... Zero. Yeah, that's true. Yep. <laughs> you say that, but that's only five health. It's still, still better than being dying. That's true. Um, and now my question is, do we want me to revive Neverember? Um, I mean, we could save it for after the fight. Yeah. Yeah, but we only have a minute and there's no guarantee that this will be over. Isn't a minute like six turns? Yeah, minute. a minute is ten rounds, so... Yeah. Okay, well, if that's the case, I'm going to use my last first level spell to cast Dissonant Whispers on Manchun. Very well. He's going oh, yeah, to yeah. make his save. 
And that is... That is going to be a 21 on his save. Yeah, it saves, but he still takes oh, half damage. Still takes half the damage. And some always just remind me, the spell just reminds me of freaking Careless Whisper. It's all over again. So that's nine all up, so that's, uh, what, five or four? Yep, uh, five. We'll round up. Five. That's right. Yeah, it's always round up. Clasps one of his hands to his ears and looks at you with rage. What do you... Are you going to move Bol back into the hallway? Yes. All right, back into the hallway you go. It's... I'm now out of spells. <laughs> It's Vesper's turn. She oh, swings her sword at Manchun and she misses. Oh. Manchun laughs. He shouts, I need help! Finish them! And ten oh, thugs yeah. run into the vault. There we go. Outside. Did we not learn anything? He then suck. uses his action, points his finger at Bobbit, and casts Finger of Death. He... No! Bobbit, That's please bad. make a constitution save. Oh, this is gonna suck. Oh no, that's a six. A six, very well. well that's you take oh dear. 50, you, diamond. you take fifty-eight points of necrotic damage, and you go well, down. Make a death save. Oh, that sucks. DM one, have a good night. DM one. And go that's to a, a my foot. Please do. Please get yourself a mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Bobbit yeah. failed her first death save. Yep, Bobbit Son failed her bitch. first death save. Very Dang. well. It is now Bobbit's turn. Make another death save. <laughs> oh, okay, just... Come on, 15, so that's one and one. One and one. Okay, it's Ava's turn. I wanna... I'm gonna go and continue yelling yep. for the frickin' dragon. Run into, you run into the vault and you Jesus hear the sounds of the thunder wave from outside and you shout, Oranax! Oranax, we're under attack! And then, hearing your pleas, you feel the entire vault vibrate oh. as the great gold dragon appears out of one of the alcoves. He Let takes us rain one... fire on them! And he I takes... will drink my fire potion. Yep. Oh. You drink your fire potion, and before he takes flight, he lowers a wing, allowing you to climb onto his back. And I will oh, this is, be a glorious, this is going to be a glorious entrance. I Ava. think we have our M MVP nomination. And then <laughs> yeah, he spreads his wings and takes flight, bursting through the roof above emerging through the trapdoor and hovering over the battlefield. And I want to use... Wait, can I use my fire breath within yes. 30 feet? Yep, it's your turn, so go ahead. Alrighty. Oh, here you go. So what do I got? The target must make a DC 13 dexterity saving throw. I say, uh, can you roast the thugs, like, in one go with that? We can try. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Um... Go. Wait, I don't think I would completely roast them. Uh, they take a 46 fire damage on a failed save, or right. half as much on a successful one. I'm gonna roll the saves for them. Yep. Okay, so fail, fail, pass, <laughs> pass, fail, pass, fail, pass, fail. Okay, so approximately half of them pass, half of them fail. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's the thugs on the right are still alive, but the thugs on the left all burn to a crisp <laughs> and scream as they go down from Ava's fire breath. Well, it's yeah, <laughs> just lying on just hear a small muffle, a yeah, small muffle from the um from the ground, and it sounds like, "Told you, you guys suck." <laughs> as Bob hears the scream, you just hear laughing from around the corner, going. Gave you the chance, you dumbasses. <laughs> Oranax opens his mouth and he roars, spraying his dragon breath over the other five thugs. They scream in pain as they go down. Wow. Manchun isn't shitting himself now. I don't know what will. <laughs> it is Sir Lucian's turn. Yep. Hold up for a sec. Since that healing spirit was there, wouldn't I have been brought back up on my turn? Oh, yeah, oh, you yes. were. Yeah, you're up, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, take your turn yeah, let's, now. Let's okay. Well, I get I get five, but yeah, yeah. So probably definitely yeah, wasn't sitting there going. That's like yeah. the second best you could have got. It is. Hey, it's better than zero. That is true. And yeah, well, but he, yeah, obviously partially staring in awe at the whole one, the dragon that just breathed acid to Ava that's now breathing fire. <laughs> the whole uh, fire oh. chicken. And the tens and tens and thugs who just went straight down. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We couldn't have one. taken another ten. There's still yep. two drowned gunslingers. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I have a feeling yeah, they're gonna surrender very shortly. <laughs> okay. Well it's just gonna yeah. Actually, um, well, technically this is a cantrip, so I could still use this. So Bobbit's going to basically look back at Mansoon, who tried to friggin' just end her before, point a finger at him this time, and goes, it's no finger of death, but close enough. Yo, Tan, and cast Toll the Dead on him. <laughs> so he needs to set into a uh, wisdom yep. save. Something he's okay at, but not as good as his intelligence, and that's a 12. And that's a fail, and I get to roll a d12, since he's taken a shit ton of damage. And, oh boy, today's a good day. That's an 11. An 11. The magic hits him. He clutches his chest and kneels down, clearly on the verge of death. And now, Sir Lucian's turn. Sir Lucian takes advantage of this. He steps up and... Thrusts out his sword, rolling to hit. And that's a nat 20 from Sir Lucian. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I think it's the second he leaves, he shows something He gets something a nat 20. Goddammit. Sir Lucian raises his sword and he says, Oh, how scuttlebutt! Ah. Strikes down with his sword, sticking his blade through Manshoon's back. Manshoon looks at Bobbit. Looks down, sees the sees the tip of Sir Lucian's blade sticking out of his front. His bottom lip begins to tremble. His eyes roll back, and then the simulacrum of Manchun dispels, leaving nothing behind. Seeing that the seeing that they're Seeing that their impromptu leader is dead, the two drow gunslingers raise their hands, dropping their firearms on the floor. They should become dragon snacks. God damn it, they wasted an open fireball and a fake. <laughs> Despite was... them 
Despite them lowering their weapons, Oranax looks at them. He smiles and breathes breath over both of them, putting them down in a screen. Ah, god damn it. Combat is over. I rush forward and immediately use the scroll of Riverfy on Rainy and Neverwinter. Yes. <laughs> it just collapses on the floor. Rainier's lifeless body stirs. And then he can beat the face. dragon. Yes. This is your friend. <laughs> Rainier climbs to his feet. He sees the dragon. And what begins, what begins as a look of sheer terror soon turns into a smile. He opens his mouth and he says, Oranax, it's you. Oranax looks at him, smiles, and says, Oh, Rainier! Last time I saw you, you were about as high as the claw on the end of my paw here. How have you been? <laughs> Rainier. You fucking asshole. If you had just come <laughs> with us in the first place. <laughs> oh, it's just like him. Oh, it's just like the floor going, didn't get my stab. <laughs> Rainier just looks Don't at you and shrugs. Rainier just yeah. looks at you and shrugs, and then he runs forward and wraps his arm around Doranex's front leg in a hug. Robert and I'm going to check on my poor Bobbit. Bobbit doesn't get to hug a dragon. Bobbit built her dragon. Her dragon's awesome. How did Bobbit Bobbit could, I'm sure that Bobbit could hug the dragon. <laughs> Bobbit, Bob would is you bowing like to... again. Yep, Bob is bowing. Seeing that the situation is taken care of. Malinor simply looks over at Bulb, gives an emerald enclave salute, and steps away in a misty step, disappearing. <laughs> Bubba just calls out as he disappears. <laughs> Bye, Bubba thought you had the second best entrance. He <laughs> 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 was really cool. I'm not gonna lie, the tornado of leaves was really cool right until the fucking dragon showed up. Or an axe. Just put it out there, you can't really stop that. Oranax looks at you each in turn. He looks down, notices Rainier hugging his leg, and then he gives you all a look that seems to say, Ah, oh, come on. Yeah, I was going to do that, like, you know, really, really tired, like, little kid shuffle over to him and just goes in for a hug. Bob is yeah, still uh, prostrating himself on the floor. <laughs> and so, the Vault of the Dragons... Is under your control. You emerge from the Vault of the Dragons into the streets of Waterdeep as the sun above begins to set, bloodied and dirtied by your conquest of the Vault. With Rainy and Neverember beside you, you are quickly granted entrance to the Palace of Waterdeep. And... No sooner have you entered the reception hall does Lady Silverhand herself appear at the foot of the staircase leading up to the Lord's Tower. She looks over, sees you, smiles, and gestures for you to take a seat in amongst the purple silk-lined chairs in the waiting in the waiting area. And so, you deep I think that yep. the, the dragon will have a very good case for getting to stay. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
And so, you debrief Lady Silverhand on what transpired in the vault. How you gained entrance, foiled the traps, convinced Oranax to let you... Let her claim the gold as long as at least one of you accompanies her into the vault. How Manshun Simulacrum led the Zentarum into the vault in one last-ditched attempt to wrest the treasure from your grasp, but failed. And finally, of Ava's heroic charge into battle, astride the back of Oranax, rescuing the party from what may have been almost certain death. Hearing your story, Lairul congratulates you on your triumph. She purses her lips, looks at each of you in turn, and says, You have done a great service for Waterdeep, and you should consider yourselves honorary heroes and friends of the Lords of Waterdeep. You shall be welcome whenever you are in the city, and... Should you ever require a favour from the city of Waterdeep, I, and, she looks from left to right, the Masked Lords, owe you any assistance we can render. You raise the topic of Oranax being given the Dragon Staff in return for allowing Lairel Silverhand and the other Lords to claim the gold, and... Although she's hesitant at first, stating that having a dragon unchecked in the city is like having a deadly wasp unchecked in, a, in your bedroom. I would plea personally. <laughs> when, you, when you remind her of Oranax's heroic charge with Ava astride him, she reconsiders. Glorious. And she says, very well, tell the dragon... He shall have the vault as his permanent residence. He shall keep the dragon staff in his possession, and the lords shall fashion another one in case there is ever a need to allow another dragon into the city. She says, But I will ask you to take full responsibility for Oranax. He has given you his word that he means no harm to the city, and indeed in dire circumstances, may be counted upon to defend the people of the city, to provide an honourable and heroic intervention against the forces of evil. But, that said, he gave his word to you, not to myself or any of the lords, and so it will be up to you to ensure that Oranax keeps his word, and... If ever he shall go back on his agreement with you or the Lords of Waterdeep, it shall be your task, as heroes of Waterdeep, as adventurers, to put him down. A lot of guys to want to put him down. It seems okay. like a lot of I'll, work. I'll... The uh, word of a dragon to Queen Bobbit be enough to potentially make her a masked lord? Ooh. Hmm. So there's an option? Would you like to bring that, would you like to raise that as an option, Volg? 
believe I said that in. I say that out loud. Yep. Yeah. Very well. Bulb would like you to make a persuade check, please. Oh fuck! Here we I'll go. I'll give him advantage. I was gonna say I'd, I'd like to help. Can I get a help action on this? All right. Ava's gonna basically I, as you begin to. Because right. Ava, Ava is technically the leader of a queen's yeah. guard, so I feel that yes. Ava just steps mm. forwards and says. Look, she's the Queen of Sconeland. We are her Queen's guard. She's forged an alliance with a gold dragon and become a hero of Waterdeep. What can the Masked Lord say they have done that is better than that? Suck it. 18, but it becomes a 17. So... <laughs> Lady Silverhand listens to you. Her eyebrows raising, her eyes narrowing in. Is it disbelief? She's silent for a few moments, just silently looking around the marbled reception hall. And then she looks at you, and she says, <laughs> Oh, I didn't think that I would ever hear anyone raise such an absurd proposition. She takes a breath. And she says, a masked lord? Well, I cannot make that decision on my own. I'd have to pass it to the other lords. And something tells me at least one of them, she winks at Bobbit, would do their very best to resist that, resist such a proposition. She says, but I could go one better. She says, I henceforth declare Sconeland an official vassal of the Lords of Waterdeep, and I declare Queen Bobbit as my retainer. Oh, oh. Bobbit just sort of raised a hand going, uh, would it be okay if I use my real name now? Hmm? She looks at you, tilting mm. her head, raising an eyebrow. She says, Oh, well, if our records are wrong, mm. please, in the interest of correcting them. Mm. While Bobbit does enjoy calling herself as such, her true name is actually Alessandra Ragburton. Mm. But you may call me Bobbit if you want. Bobbit likes that name. Mm. Lady Silverhand nods and smiles. And then she clasps her hands together and curtsies before you, her face eventually touching the marble floor beneath you. And she says, I am at your service, Queen Alessander of Sconeland, and you are in mine. Henceforth, consider yourself my retainer and myself yours. A mutual alliance between the city of Waterdeep and the great nation of Scootland. Each of us free to speak on behalf of the other and conduct business in each other's stead. Neat. Uh. And with that, we end today's session and Waterdeep Dragon Heist. As, say, a as the camera pans away from this lovely scene, you have Bobbit just lean over to one of the other in the group and goes, What's a retainer? 
<laughs> and, the, and standing beside you, you just see Sir Lucian Red in the face doing his very best to restrain himself from just smashing his fist into the marbled wall. <laughs> and as the camera fades away, you just hear you just hear Sir Lucian muttering under his breath, "By the gods, it's not even a real place." <laughs> uh... Over the next few days, you each take turns accompanying soldiers of the Lord's Alliance down into the vault, and over several days of hard work, you eventually relocate all of the gold out of the Vault of Dragons and into its permanent new home in the Treasury of Waterdeep underneath the Palace of Waterdeep, under the watchful eye of the City Watch, the Lord's Alliance, and the Lords of Waterdeep. You are given your fair share as a prize. 10% of the treasure is granted to you. 50,000 gold to divide amongst yourselves. As you wish. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. A further 50,000 is, as Lady Silverhand promised, passed along to the Emerald Enclave so that they can put it to good use, improving the farms outside of Waterdeep and ensuring that members of the Emerald Enclave are able to do their duty of protecting the wilderness and nature, and protecting civilization from the wrath of Mother Nature herself. This leaves 400,000 gold for the Lord's Alliance to use as they wish. Gold that they would not have had were it not for your help. And Lady Silverhand pledges her word to you that the money will be used for the betterment of the city and its people. But they should make a statue of 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 dragon and me. That's you. <laughs> oh, but that'd be great. On the dragon. As you leave the as you leave the treasury and leave the gold under the auspices of the Lord's Alliance, you can't help but notice several of the masked lords watching you leave, and as soon as you're out of the door. Their gaze turns to the gold, and deep down you know, Waterdeep, as grand as the city is, as honourable as the Lord's Alliance can be at their best, the masked lords each serve nothing but their own agenda. Oh, and yes. you realise that perhaps, in the end, Xanathar got his fair share of the gold. He's not much trouble anymore. A few days later, as you reach the end of your celebrations of the Dragon Heist caper, drinking in Trollskull Manor with all members of your party, Veska, Mickey Magrood, Rainier Neverember, Floon Vagmar, and Volo, you hear some interesting news. News reaches your ears that Narthal of the City Guard was arrested shortly after your exit from the vault. It appears that somebody 
tipped off the Waterdeep Magistrate's court to the fact that Narthal may have had personal involvement in the death of Lady Grelhund. Meaning that his guardianship and inheritance of the Grelhund fortune is rendered null and void. From his place behind bars, Narthal attempts to fight this using what gold he has left to hire Waterdeep's dodgiest arbiter in his defence, who does a fantastic job at defending him, so fantastic that he gets an additional five years added to Narthal's sentence. (laughs) And the Waterdeep magistrates decide not only is Narthal completely guilty of breaking into Grelhund Manor and executing all those within, he's also made several attempts to access his ill-gotten fortune. Charges of embezzlement are added to his name, and he is locked away for the foreseeable future, or until, as you all know, he manages to get a letter out to Maelstrom to the Storm Court so that Mummy and or Daddy can bail him out, bring him back to Maelstrom, and give him a slap on the wrist before he continues his life of bored luxury on the sea floor. And with that, your adventure is over. And as winter comes to Waterdeep, as winter comes and goes, you spend the next few months living like royalty. Enjoying the very best entertainment and accommodation that Waterdeep has to offer. And enjoying daily praise from the citizens of Waterdeep who see you in the street and toast your names. Heroes who saved Waterdeep from the ongoing tyranny of the previous Open Lord. Thus ends Waterdeep Dragon Heist. You each gain a point of inspiration, plus your 50,000 gold to split amongst you as you as you wish. Yeah. Oh, are we splitting that amongst five ways for Veska and the NPC, or are we splitting it four ways? Veska, Veska's not ways. required, so 25,000. No, make it 12,000 each, yeah. 12,500. Yeah, each. Yes. Holy shit! Hot diddy Um... Did, did, so, does the dragon have no gold now? He has no gold, but with your help, Ava, with sharing a mutual love of shiny things, you spend most of that winter helping him to build the beginnings of a brand new horde. Damn straight. <laughs> and so, when we return next week, we shall begin the next arc of our campaign, Tomb of Annihilation. Onwards to Cholt. You will not have the chance to do any downtime activities between now and then. As, let's face it, you're going to be... Well, Waterdeep is not particularly busy during the winter. Most of the shops close down. Business is suspended for most of the winter months. And so there isn't much selling or buying you'll be able to do. And let's face it, you're going to be spending all that time living it up like the king's... Like the queen at Queen's Guard that you are. So Bobbit can't build anything? Oh, Bobbit can build something. Can Bob grow stuff? 
Bob can grow stuff, you just can't buy or sell anything. That's fine. I will, I will just have to do, um, uh, potions. Potions? Well, we'll do that. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that at the start of next session then. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I think we're all, uh, yeah. That's, Pretty we don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to end it on. <laughs> we don't want to end it on downtime. So we had a great ending of that. Yeah. So oh, next absolutely. time we will have some downtime over the winter. And with that, thank you everyone for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the thrilling ending of Waterdeep Dragon Heist, and we hope you'll join us again next week for the arduous beginnings of our journey in Cholt. I was going to do Resident Evil in a stream tomorrow, but before I leave, I should just point out that we're not actually doing that because me and them 2 have actually had a pretty busy week, so we're going to relax tomorrow instead. You can look forward to that next week. So once again, thank you to everyone for coming to watch, and... Thank you, everyone. Until next time, when you see pretty art, don't get too close to it. <laughs> Good <laughs> about that. What to do? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.